Welcome to Both Down 87, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the mountains of Cold Worm. Cold Worm. Isn't that where some undead reside? Yes, it is. It is the... Uh, the home of the Tom Landry, the undying. Champions of the undead. The champions of yep. death. Oh, nice. Champions of death, yeah. Isn't it Champions of Death? Yeah, it is. What did you say? Un- uh, champions said, of Undead? Of um, the Undead, yeah. Of the Undead. That's what they used to be called. But it's true. Welcome, Steve. Thank you for welcoming me to my house. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Fine. How you doing? That's Steve. Say hi, Steve. Hello. And I'm Scott Prime. Welcome, everybody. Merry Christmas. Yeah, this is our Christmas episode, isn't it? This is like a Christmas episode since it's in December, so we just... No matter when it comes out, it's a Christmas episode. Yeah, I don't really have anything Christmas related, though. It's kind of. We're, we have a special. I mean, we'll talk about it later. But like, we have like a special present for everybody, kind of later in the episode. I don't know which segment. Uh, segment three, I guess. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave it to the end. Okay. It's not like we're giving you something, but we're just explaining. We something. are giving them something. Something early. Knowledge. It's like a early Christmas present. Sure, we'll go with that. For next September. <laughs> right? What? Right? Kind of an early Christmas present for like next year. For next year? Yeah. Okay. What are we even talking about? I think we are not on the same page in our notes. I'm guessing we are not. Okay. Because I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I thought you thought talking about the other. No. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Okay, then yeah. Okay, I got yeah. you. Okay, see, you got to follow my gestures. Yeah, but that's not. That's not Everybody listening is going like, these guys are so unprepared. It's true, we are. That's what we do. That one's not like a surprise. We're interviewing Jeffro of Chaos Cup. Oh, I thought it was a surprise. Well, it's not. This now. is what happens when we record things out of order because when we introduce him in the segment, I'm like, this is a big surprise, and now you're telling me it's not a surprise, and you just ruined the surprise, and oh, it's not going to be in continuity. See, you messed up. Uh, whatever. This is the second mess up you've done, Steve. Let's go on a tangent real quick. <laughs> because okay. Steve is such a control freak. He rarely makes like common man mistakes because they really bug him. I got stressed out today because I couldn't find something that I put aside. Right. You and re- I was looking for it, and I knew exactly where it should have been, and it wasn't there. So kind of let me just tell the story. Steve okay. got a Hall of Justice. Oh, is that a collector that. case? No, it's the actual Hall of Justice playset. Okay, see, I've never seen that before. Oh, yeah. So that's for the superpowers? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I have seen it, just don't remember. Yeah, it's the full-on playset. It opens Did up. Did you go this. to eBay and get that? Yeah. Okay, so Steve got excited, and he wanted to show off his toy so much that in the background, there were some things in there that like only could be meant for... You know, his former roommate, his best friend, his podcast buddy. Could have been for me. It could have been for Steve, but it was highly <laughs> unlikely. And I couldn't believe it because, like, I saw it in the background. I was like, do I say something? And Jennifer's like, oh, yeah, that has to be for you in the yeah. background. And I was just like, it's a, I'll, it's I'll a say something pop. because, yeah, it's a spider hand pop. And I just put, thank you. And <laughs> I knew it was going to drive Steve insane. <laughs> It didn't bug me that much, but yeah, that was just kind of a... Because it's like a little detail it. in the background. It, it's like if you've ever seen like amateur nudes and like you, <laughs> everybody looks at the boobs or whatever. Yeah. And then if you look in the background, you go, 
that's their family picture right there mm-hmm. with their or that's that girl's t- picture with her and her dad and it's very clear <laughs> and it's just I th- I find the background things very fun. No, I think it's fun. Yeah. So, anyways. I get it. <laughs> I just it was nice catching Steve in a moment of him not being in so much control that he did not notice it. Yeah, I did screw up. I, <laughs> it didn't even it didn't even occur to me. But I know this is not Blood Bowl, folks, but this is a Christmas episode, so you're going to listen anyways, right? So, speaking of Spider-Ham, I saw whatever it's called, Spider-Man Enter the... What is it called? Enter... Enter the Multiverse, or...? Whatever, the the Miles Morales Spider-Man Multiverse. I'm seeing it tomorrow, so don't spoil everything. I'm not going to spoil everything, but I'm going to tell you that, like... And I'm probably going to build this up too much, and other people are going to watch and don't think it's a big deal. The animation... Is insane. Like, I I didn't know if I was going to like this style. Yeah. Because it just felt like plain animation, kind of choppy a little bit. But they also, like, they mix all different kinds of animation. It is all sorts of animation. It's crazy. It's super stylized. And, like, it was blowing my... Remember the first time you watched Toy Story? Yeah. The very first time, you were like, there's textures in this and Mm -hmm. this. This movie's blowing me away, like... Ten times past that, that, that just in the trailer shot. when he's when he does that one scene of him falling backwards and it shows him falling, but he's going up essentially. Right. So like everything's backwards, like that alone was like that's awesome. I would be shocked if you tell me like even if you don't like the movie, yeah. Just from an artistic standpoint, these guys, if I was Marvel or Disney or whoever, I'd get them to make as many movies as possible. As of tonight, I want to say that this is my favorite Marvel movie. Wow. And I like a lot of Marvel movies. Now, I'm a big... I like animation and sure. stuff yeah, like yeah. that. I don't care about Miles and Morales as a it character. it had Spider-Ham. No, I really <laughs> don't like this version of Spider-Ham either. Oh, okay. This is the one that's been in the Marvel Universe now for like the last 10 years, where yeah. it's like super cartoony instead yeah. of like from Star Comics. But I know that's... That's the direction they took this. Like, if you want Spider-Ham, we're going with this one. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Whatever. Um, again, it's not my favorite Spider-Ham version. It's not my favorite Miles Morales. I mean, Miles Morales is not my thing. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. But it was just awesome. It was really awesome. And they pulled all this stuff together, the multi-universe thing. They didn't overcomplicate it or anything. I mean, it was just really really solid that's cool and it's super multiculture yeah cultural i guess i should say to me as a white guy that doesn't force it in like see we have to have this character mm-hmm. we have to have this we have to have this it's just it just flows it's nice it's good it's really nice like i like if i have the days off on monday and tuesday i think i'm gonna go see it again it's <laughs> so good just to soak huh. it in it's really good, folks. Oh, cool. Um, there is a in-scene credit scene, yeah. um, so stay and watch that and everything. But anyways, <laughs> highly recommended. I don't know where it fits in, if, it, if if it's just its own thing. I think it's just its own thing. But it's As interesting. It should be. I'd like to talk more, but I want you to see it first and sure. then we can talk. So, and it, I mean, it literally just came out, so we probably shouldn't ruin it for everybody else. No, no, I, I get <laughs> that. I totally get that. So uh, anyways, there's that. And... Um, what other Blood Bowl stuff, since we can talk Blood Bowl now? So we each went to a tournament, and we're not, it's not going to be a whole segment, so we'll talk about that in a second. But I did have something I want to talk about. Um, 
I bought a whole bunch of Winter Bowl stuff a while back. Okay. And I forgot about this. Um, in the rules for Winter Bowl, that whole tournament that they did right after Blood Bowl 16 launched. Okay. With the pitch and everything. Right. In the rules, there's a Blood Bowl helmet with a purity seal on it. Like a 40K purity seal on the helmet. Hmm. It's a human helmet with that purity seal, and I've never seen another one with it on it. Hmm. thought that was very cool. That was neat. So do I, don't I, know if that do was I like, have the Winter Bowl stuff? I saw you shilling that. I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know if you got the cards. Yeah, I don't know if I care. I don't know if you but care. But at the I same think, time, yeah. I just... Anyways, it's kind of cool. Um, I, I go... Well, we can talk about this in a, the later segment. But So yeah, we went to two different tournaments. We're just going to do that right here? Yeah, we'll just do it. So we're going to have super long intro for the first time ever? Well, we don't need to go blow by blow to the tournament why not i mean let's let's go into really huge detail we have a segment that's like modok big head so we and have then the rest of the the body of work of the podcast can be little arms and legs okay we'll go with how'd that. you like that I, I, there's no bad <laughs> modok reference <laughs> no. uh so steve went to the warhammer citadel I was planning on going with you. Now, this you. is in Grapevine, Texas, right? Right. I was planning on going with you and Michael and Jen to Critter Bowl 6, right? Right. Six. For Joe Roberts. Joe Roberts up in Kansas City. Would have been a lot of fun. Um, with, but that's like, what, six hours from here? It is six hours. And then we were supposed to have ice that day, even though it never came. According to the weathermen, from Sunday on, they just predicted hellfire and brimstone yeah. in the form of snow and ice. And it was then the end days. None of it came, but I'd already made plans at that point to change and go down to Texas to the Citadel because they right. were running their first tournament down there. So you committed because you were going to go early. Yeah. And we were determined to get away no matter what because we had babysitters for three days. Wow. We almost had three full days with no children. That's awesome. It was amazing. It was amazing, Steve. It, I can't, I mean, <laughs> you'd have to be a parent to understand. You hate your kids. I get it. I don't hate my kids, but there's times I just want to be with my lady. No, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> and we never get just a break that long. We haven't had a break that long since uh, Chaos Cup. And even then you're with other people. Yeah, so in this case, we weren't as tied with other people as much. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, so, how was your tournament? It went well. There was some... What was it officially called? It was officially called Citadel the Bowl? Christmas Bowl. Christmas Bowl, okay. But that was only mentioned on, like, the in-store advertisement, not online or anything. Okay. Kind of odd. How many people did y'all have? Only six. Six? Okay. And Still? It's first tournament? Yeah, it was fine. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they, I did so bad. Just I took pro elves and really found out that you put Jordell in a lot of bad situations and he will die. And when he dies, the rest of the team just decides to give up. I would imagine that. So I ended up going one, one, and one. Well, that's still not terrible, terrible. No, it was fine. I learned a lot. So that's mainly... I was, I was doing some things just to test theories okay so kicking the ball to people and all this and um there was some odd scheduling things like lunch ended at two but round two started at 2 30 okay and 
So nothing majorly bad. But it was a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah. A lot of people that we know, or there's some newbies that we've never seen before. There was a couple of people I've never seen before. Cameron and his father. I can't remember his father's name, even though I played him. They uh, new to Blood Bowl, or they just not heard about all the other tournaments in the area? Uh, they just haven't gone to tournaments. Okay. Told them all about Oklahoma Bowl, so that was awesome. That's cool. Um, and then Jay Pena, Mike Patterson, and Jason Campbell were there. Nice. But it was small, but like I said, it was a lot of fun. Went to go eat a really good deli across the street. And Grapevine is all decked out in Christmas gear right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably really pretty. Yeah. Actually. It was cool. So we got absolutely no ice or snow at all. We got actually no participation. <laughs> I can't even say the word. Precipitation. Now I, I can't, can't do it. Precipitation. Yes. We didn't get any of that at all. We left. There was nothing. Uh, I talked to my mother like the night before, and she just thought I was insane crazy. Mm -hmm. I can't believe you're still going. It's going to be really bad. And I like, and then Jennifer's mom was doing the same thing. And like, so we started texting our mothers, like, are you guys okay? Because my mom <laughs> mentioned, like, I don't think I should lose power. Hopefully not. And right. all this stuff. And we kept texting them all the time. Hey, did you lose any power? <laughs> and by the time we got up to like, um, Near Kansas City, they had snow the day before, but it yeah. was just snow. And in some areas off the highway, there were still little patches of snow. So we finally, when we got to the hotel, we saw a little little thing of snow. So we went over there and took a selfie with it. Like, <laughs> we found the snow, Oklahoma. And um, it was cold, though. I mean, it was cold. It was so cold that... How cold was it? Horny Jen and Horny Scott had a balcony way up high where you could go outside and it was too cold to even try to hump on the balcony. D at any point, do you have like a filter where you're like, I probably shouldn't say this to people? No, I'm just saying like that's how no, cold I get it, it was. But like, I mean, we didn't even open it. It was so cold. Geez. We didn't even open the balcony. Yeah, I'm I just, get it. I'm just saying like if we we're in Hawaii, it might happen. Well, uh, yeah, but that's Hawaii. I know everybody does it there, or, or Kansas City in the summer. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of activity. I don't know if there, we could have really got away with that. It was maybe a dangerous <laughs> of getting caught. But I'm saying like it didn't even approach our minds because right. it was so cold. Because I even goes like <laughs> I was like, you want to go out there? And I meant just go out there. And she's like, no, we're not opening that. And I'm like, okay. So it's nice and warm in here. Let's and not. And we ruin pulled it. all the shades and stuff to keep the air from flowing in and everything. Um, we had a hotel where. <laughs> The same hotel that we thought Michael Lewis was in, but come to find out, within a half a mile, there's another courtyard by Marriott as well. So we were in two different hotels, even Jeez. though we tried to be in the same hotel. Um, so we had four people. That kind of sucks. Me and Jennifer from Oklahoma, Michael from Oklahoma, who's running the tournament, and Joseph Roberts, who the tournament was for. None of the locals showed up? None of the locals showed up. I mean... A couple of guys showed up at like two o'clock to play their league game. Jeez. I guess they had to work that morning or whatever. Yeah. And then another guy showed up about five 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 thirty. Um, I'm supposed to mention him on the podcast because I told him he would. He was a fan of the podcast because like it was funny like he came and talked to us and then realized like I guess through my voice and stuff like oh. Um, and he goes, are you a uh, Scott prime? And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> so, so yes, it was Colin from a, he plays up there at tabletop games. Anyways, it was nice to meet him. I, I even gave out some dice for free. 
That was very nice of you. Yeah. So anyway, he was he's been listening since um, the relaunch that we did about number sixty three. Oh, or whatever, cool. When the Blood Bowl yeah. sixteen came out, so that's good. That was a good idea then. <clears throat> it was a good idea. So yeah, it came down. There was four of us. We waited, and I don't. You know, you don't want to like badmouth like a community of blood bowlers, but at the same time, you should come out and support. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we're blessed in our area that like, you, it's hard as hell to get at locals. We were talking about that in, in yeah. Texas. You know, forty k, you'll get a ton of locals and not many people travel. But blood bowl, completely reverse. Well, one, I don't know how much it was advertised at the store. The store was very nice. It was tabletop gaming. Yeah. Really nice shop. I could have spent 400 bucks in there. Oh, easy. Uh, really nice gaming area. So I don't know how well they advertised in that, but there's a lot of foot traffic. It is also holiday season, whether we like it or not. I yeah. Mean, that, pe- people don't have a free... I mean... People often wonder, you know, why do you end the Scars tournament at Nuffleween? I go, because of the holidays. It is so hard between Thanksgiving right. and Christmas to get anyone to show up well, to because anything. Because if you're a family and you know you got to do your Christmas shopping or yeah. whatever, you got to do that Saturday because other You've days got, are taken. You, you know. got Thanksgiving and then like four weekends until Christmas, mm-hmm. and a lot of that is late Thanksgivings, early Christmases, work right. parties. So I just don't know if it was the perfect storm for a bad assignment yeah. or what. So. What we decided to do is we wanted to make sure that with four people that it would still be NAF ranked. Yeah. And then it was decided that, like, since there's just four of us, let's just do a four-man tournament. Not round robin, just two ga- two games, because that would be like a little mini bracket. Mm-hmm. You know, like the old, uh, what do we have here in Oklahoma? The All-American tournament that was always four ter- teams. Do you remember that? What? Oh, that was an old, old thing. Okay. College basketball. Anyways. Oh. I never watched basketball. It was a four-team tournament, oh, okay. basically. The two winners played each other, and the two losers played each other. Okay. Deal. They did it Saturday and Sunday back in the day. Now it's like a classic. Sure. So they don't do that. But um, So it's just a little four-team bracket. Um, I played Jennifer the first round. Uh, Michael and Joe played uh, also the first round. We decided since there was only four teams, and we're just playing two games, and then board games that we were going to do overtime if games went into it. So we're going to have solid winners no matter what. Right. Um, I beat Jennifer. Then me and Joe played. And Michael and Jennifer went into overtime. Me and Joe went into overtime. Um, I was playing a Skaven team with only two gutter runners, but I had Hack Flim. And then I had Skitter Stab Stab. Yeah. And then I had two Blitzers and some linemen and stuff. Anyways, um, Skitter really pissed me off. Quite often, but he's, he, people love him. But I've I never know. had luck with him. Uh, Joe played really well. We went to overtime. You know, I got some lucky breaks. Although I missed an easy pass that would have went in for a touchdown. Yeah, Skitter missed a. All he needed a three to throw it, and he botched it. But long story short, uh, Hack Flam did the winning play by dodging into like two tackle zones, mm-hmm. hitting hitting the ball carrier. Knocking the ball loose, dodging, dodging, and then picking up the ball and running in the end zone. Jeez. So, uh, critter bowl is always fun because all the balls are different. Yeah. And then, um, anyways, it was a good time. Um, then after that, cool. we played some cucumber sandwich, which is, you'll have to look that up. It's a Kickstarter game about penises. One of the many raunchy games out there. Yeah, we probably, it was weird playing in the store because we were really embarrassed. Like, what if somebody walks over here and sees this? 
and you start off with a small like two inches or three inches like penis cucumber cucumber i mean yeah and it was funny because like some of them are really subtle pictures. It's a cucumber or a saddle or something like this. Yeah. Every time we divvied those out, Jennifer had the one that looked just like a penis. <laughs> she had the one that looked like a strap on or looked like a big dog or whatever. It was so funny. But we played a few rounds of that and Colin came over there. That's when he was talking to us. And he goes, so what are y'all playing? And we were like, oh, just this kind of crazy game. And then he goes, oh, I get it now. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Is this bonus storm? <laughs> so we played that. Um, I think Michael or Jennifer won. I can't. I didn't win. Yeah. Somebody won the final round. And then uh, Jennifer purchased some games and we went back to the hotel. Joe left us for a wine party or something. He was getting drunk, him and his wife. Oh, as off. you should, yeah. And um, the baby's out. Now you can drink. <laughs> exactly. And so we played some Orbis and that was a pretty fun little game. And hmm. that was kind of our night. We had really good barbecue. I cannot remember the place Michael got it from, but um, first got me a Nurgle pitch. Oh, cool. Um, Jennifer got second, so she got a Grack and Crumbleberry. Nice. Uh, Michael finished last, so I don't think he rewarded himself anything, but he got, uh, he got most offensive, most touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Jennifer got second, and then Joe got uh, most casualties. So speaking of prizes and stuff, at mm-hmm. the Citadel, they had awards for first, second, and third. They had the um, – Marcus Allen Award for most rushing touchdowns. Okay. Um, they had some fluffy names for the the awards. So that was pretty cool. Okay. But I was going to say Marcus Allen's like a real guy. Yeah. And for most casualties was the Reggie White Award, but W I G H T White. Okay, that's so good. They played right. it up some. Okay. But it was funny they during the second game I think. They just started bringing out all this product, and they put it on the tables. And it's like six pitches and <laughs> six of set of dice. <laughs> and, and there were six of y'all there. Six packs of cards. Yeah, it's just like, are we getting like a ton of crap for showing up? Oh, dude. And we got nothing. <laughs> was, Not nothing? Um, yeah, it was... Like, winner didn't get some dice or no. something? We got certificates, and I... There's no entry fee, so that's fine. Did they make you play with GW models, or just did everybody have GW models? Everybody had GW models. Okay. I was just curious. Um, they probably would have enforced it if they'd known, okay. but I don't know. First time, I don't know if you should. They didn't enforce GW dice. Okay. But we, they, we played on their pitches, so that's kind of neat. Oh, that is cool. And they had some ultimate tables of ultimate gaming tables there. You see those on Facebook ever? No. It's a company called Table of Ultimate Gaming. Okay. And they make custom gaming tables. Oh, really neat. nice ones. So, huh? I liked them. So good time though. Yeah, like, it was a lot of fun. You hope they run more events. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a good, you know, nice short getaway. Good. Because they're you know thirty minutes from my brother. It takes nothing to get there. So two and a half hours for us. So. Yeah. Well, I would like Kansas City to host more events on a weekend. I can make it mm-hmm. like when I don't have kids and cause I'd like to go up there and play again. Joe said there while he's leaving Kansas city eventually. Yeah. And moving back to Virginia, isn't it? Yeah. That area. He said that he's going to try to do another Royal open next year before he leaves. So cool. maybe we'll have more people. Honestly, I was fine in some ways because Joe still got a hundred bucks because yeah. all the donations went to him. You know, all the entry fees went him, and he got some diapers. 
So that will all be used for the new baby. We got to visit the new baby and all that stuff. And um, it was a good time. I, I liked the store, but I was just real, I was glad to get away with Jennifer. Yeah. And I still got to see my friends, and we got to play more than just Blood Bowl. So it was, while you say I traveled six hours just to play some Blood Bowl, it was just a good excuse to get away. Oh, yeah. I get that. And on the way back, we stopped at a German food place and hung out with Jennifer's friend, uh, Crystal, in Wichita, and had a good time. So Well, good. And it ended too quick. We needed, like, three more days off after that. Yeah. That'd be nice. (laughs) And I learned I really need to mark, if I play with second edition Skaven models, I really need to mark the positionals. Because Jennifer had no clue. Oh, no. Nobody does. Unless you own the models, yeah. which means you know what they look like. Yeah, that's really hard to read. Uh, we were talking about this in the human episode of World Cup Report. Because we're talking about when I went to Chaos Cup with my fifth ed humans. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized that even if they're positionally correct and numbered, people still won't know. Yep. You've got to color code them. You've got to do something. Yep, I agree. So, but, so good times. Yeah. Um, if we're talking... And having an extra long episode here, let's just it talk like. some fumble. Let's talk some fumble. Oh, Lord, no. We were playing some World Cup. Man, this is throwing a lot here in the intro. That's all yeah, right. This is a long intro. Whatever. They love it. At least we're talking Blood Bowl, right? That's true. So what did yes, we do? We, we played... did the primer or practice tournament for the World Cup on fumble. Anthony Landers asked us to play because he wanted everybody to take a star player. I managed to play four out of my six games. Just four? Just four. One of them was really my fault. Yeah. Because it was like Friday night, and I realized, oh, crap. I haven't contacted my guy this week. Because I just forgot. Because I played the last guy on Sunday. Oh, uh, yeah. The new round started Monday. Wasn't that Thanksgiving weekend? It was Thanksgiving weekend yeah. and all that. So, like, I told them, like... I just admitted, like, hey, it's my fault for not answering. If he cannot play this day, that's the only day I can play. I'll have to forfeit. And that guy was happy to take the forfeit win. So maybe, I... maybe he was busy. And then this last game, the guy never contacted me. And then Wednesday, I tried to contact him. And he kept telling me that he can only play, I guess it was like 10 o'clock his time. Yeah. Which was, I don't know. Four o'clock two, hours. I think it was two o'clock our time here. Well, I worked till three thirty. Oh yeah. And I was like, well, let me know if another time works and this and that. And he just kept saying, you know, ten o'clock my time, ten o'clock my time. And <laughs> the guy goes, all right, guys, time's up. Who? So who's, you know, who needs to take the forfeit loss? And I just ad- added him the email. I was like, I'll let you decide. And he went in my favor, so I got a win. Oh wow! Look at that. <laughs> and then I lost the last game. Uh, I went one, one, and four. With my team that I'm basically taking to Chaos Cup. One win, one tie, and four losses. Well, you won more games than me. Yeah. Because I only tied. Yeah. I got smoked by goblins. My not... my last game oh, that I just played today, mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. <clears throat> I mean, I every every role that he did was a pal. And I made it. He One time he got um, a push and a both down or something. He was Chaos Dwarves. And I was like, oh, wow, you didn't get a pal. And then he re-rolled and got a pal. <laughs> and he killed Jordel. He killed he killed like three people, injured four. I just gave up. I didn't even care. <laughs> That's funny because I was about to say, I gave up. 
Yeah, I, I the don't. first half I could I didn't have any armor breaks on his his goblin team. His yeah. team was just two trolls, a bunch of goblins, three bribes, and one chainsaw. Jeez, and he destroyed me. And at halftime, I was just like, "Well, this ain't good." And then it just started going bad again. And I thought, "Man, I have better things to do in life." Yeah, we played our whole game in thirty-five minutes. Um, <laughs> that is one problem with fumble. I do tend to just give up because it's fumble. I don't care, you know. I, I I don't know if I'd care more if I was playing cyanide. I don't think I would. I tend to, but not. Now I wasn't going to quit, yeah. so I just sit there yeah, and I took it no, I, because I don't want to ruin somebody's fun. But I sure would have loved to quit. <laughs> I was at the point that I was dodging into three tackle zones, just trying to sure go for it twice to base somebody, and it was nothing. Yeah, I totally get it. So I'm sorry, Anthony, that we crapped the bed for you. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd like to say it was fun, but it was cool playing with star players. But I think probably because I know I'm not probably going. Yeah. I just don't care Yeah, I, as much. I get it. And this is unfair to say because it's selfish. Every game I played against, and you too, was probably against somebody from Europe. Mm-hmm. And the time change is just really hard to Oh, it I is. Mean, it's a pain. And it's probably a pain for them because they were probably playing. I know one guy played at like 11 o'clock at night and had to go to work. You yeah. Know? So I get it. I got someone who played at five in the morning. Yeah. Right as he got up. And that's great of them. But yeah, it was the NAF Team Challenge 2019 if you want to go on there and look. Yeah, sure. Watch my last game. Watch me get smoked. Yeah. If there was a US one, I might. Play I would again. do it honestly. I'd do it again. I would regret it again, but I would do it again <laughs> if it was just the same kind of time zone. I could yeah. play at eight o'clock at night against somebody who's playing at nine o'clock at night mm-hmm. or whatever. So, but thanks for letting us play on your team. I hope you know you don't hate our guts. Yeah, even if he does, that's his fault. He okay. should know that. Okay, Steve, we're done with all that. The intro is done. Okay, why don't you tell everybody what the next three segments are going to be over? Well, I guess we have an interview with Jeffro coming up, which we might as well just put first now. Okay. It's going to be first. Yeah. And then second, what are we doing? We're going to talk about the new stuff that came out, all the undead. Yay. And then third, I thought that was going to be the surprise that you were talking about. So we'll just let it be a surprise right here. Yeah, we can do that. We're just going to say it's a surprise. That's the big fluff thing that we were talking about last episode. Ah, Big surprise. Oh, the big surprise. The big surprise. So we will come back and get talking to Jeffro. We're going to come back and talk to Jeffro. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. All right, we got a very special guest on this Christmas episode of Both Down. Are you excited? It's like a special present to us. It's like a maybe. Is it something we want? Well, only time will tell. (laughs) It's like that Chia Pet head thing of like Groot that you get. You have to grow it and see if you like it. That does not sound appealing at all. Anyways, our special guest today is the new 
tournament organizer for Chaos Cup 2019, or if you're in the fluff, 2519, Jeff Gallenbach. And I almost said Jeffro. You can. But that's what his name is. That's what we all know him as, as Jeffro. The prerequisite to calling me Jeffro is just that you'll sit down and have a beer with me, or at least have watch me drink one. So, well, so pretty much everyone you've ever met. <laughs> I was trying to say everybody knows, knows you as Jeffro because <laughs> you're always drinking a beer. Welcome ah. to the podcast, Jeffro. You made it big time. Thanks, thanks for having me back. It's been, has it been four years since I've been on the podcast? Dude. I think it's been four years. Probably. Yeah, probably. We don't think about it. We just kind of do them every month. As yeah. opposed so to... does that mean you've guys, you've had 48 episodes between the last time I was on and now? Knowing us, that probably seems, more. Probably. That seems a like a lot. But yes, that's probably true. So how you doing, awesome. buddy? That's what happens when you put them out every month. Yeah, it's weird. Every month. Mm-hmm. I've listened to them all. <laughs> some oh. of them some of them more than once well thank you that's awesome so tell us about chaos cup 2019 we've this is weird for me and steve because we only know it from the what i call the slurp cast era era when it was johnny that took over that we went to his first one and then he kind of grandfathered it to katie handed it over but she was part of that same kind of crew Mm-hmm. For many years with Mike and everybody, and now I don't know. It's almost like it's got brand new virginal hands coming in. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that, but since Steve put it that way, yeah, it's just <laughs> I don't know. Is it uh, a time where we're going to see new things, different things, or is it going to be kind of like? And I don't mean this in a disparaging way. The status <laughs> quo, because I think it's been run really well. Sure, and I like the fact that we've had the same rule set every year and you know what you're getting into and it's run smooth and on time and everything else so i, I mean that in the most positive way because this is how it run oklahoma to oklahoma well, as well it has it has been run really well and i'm not going to look to to change any i, I don't want to change anything drastically um i kind of see like you mentioned uh johnny and extreme and like that was really kind of my introduction to tournament blood bowl as well. Like listening to them do that and, and just being, you know, vicariously excited about somebody else playing this game that I was interested in. So like I have to like they they did a lot for the game just by their stupid little podcast about it was which was awesome um i mean it inspired you guys to do your stuff it inspired more people to come and play the game and they also did it during a really difficult time like i don't think that they necessarily saw it as a difficult time they probably saw it as a like an easier time they didn't need to compete with the company that was actually running it yeah but, the game was basically dead at that point and there was when they started what two other podcasts was tackle zone still going on i think tackle so, zone yeah. started and then three die block started I like think. it was about the same time i think Around tackle zone time. ended might might have ended before the slipcast i can't remember anymore it was somewhere in that time though Vaguely, yes. But yeah, um, so I mean, I have to 
you know, give those guys credit. And one of the things that I loved about what Johnny and Extreme did for Chaos Cup and what uh, Katie and Mike um, have done is they've kind of had like a theme. They've had a, a through theme for the the years that they've covered. Johnny's was definitely uh, like a little bit more set in time um, by following the the four Chaos Gods and then the the, the fifth throwing year of of oh, every one of them. But um, and then Katie's was a little bit more open ended with just theme specific ones. Right. I think she was initially. Team, yeah. I think she was trying to go with uh, potential winners. Like I think that's why Dark Elves was this past year was because the the year before that was won by Dark Elves. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I was like, I don't remember Goblins winning, but right. Well, see, that's because that the first I think yeah. Chaos dwarfs won wow. like so that was her first year so the the year before chaos dwarfs won and then um well maybe she didn't do well, i don't know why she didn't do norse yeah i don't want to yeah. norse isn't really <laughs> i don't want to correct you but i think she just picked a team to be thematic with like a different race but yeah. but i honestly i don't know it might have started with this is the team that won it yeah so we'll do that and just move forward and goblins are yeah. just fun, so. Yeah, goblins goblins, goblins are a terrible team, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I've got an idea for a, a a theme, and I'm gonna. It's not. I don't know how how open ended it could be. It might have a a, a definitive end, are but you... I'm gonna try and like at least this coming year, it's gonna be. The cup is bored, and the cup wants to play. The living cup. And so... so okay, so you're pulling this out from the fluff or... Totally. Old second edition stuff, they talk all the time about the cup playing for the Chaos All-Stars or playing for this team or yeah. inserting yep. himself when he wants to play and stuff, so... Exactly. So that's going to be the theme for this year? Yep. 2019 is going to be like it's it seems a little generic like a little bit of a uh like a cop-out like the theme of the chaos cup is the chaos cup haha but um to actually i i want i want everybody to play with the cup and so that's going to be the the one big thing that i change for Chaos Cup is—is is it going to be rostered or just like the showing Chaos up and being Cup annoying? round? The oh. Chaos round. Oh, okay. So previously, In, as far as I know, every year the sixth round has basically been every team gets two mutations. So that was the Chaos round. So you're changing that up then? I haven't decided if I'm going to eliminate the fact that people can put uh, a mutation on a regular lineman. Um, I guess that's still up in the air, yeah. but I want everybody to play with the cup. Okay. So everybody's going to have a cup model. Hopefully if I can get it beforehand, I think you should just, everybody would play with it. Just, just step out on a limb, Jeffro, and just change the name to chaos cup to the white skull challenge. Just like it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it the white yeah. skull cup challenge yeah, or something? So. 
White White Skull Challenge. Yeah, White Skull Challenge. One Tell- of those. Oh. Yeah. yeah, just change the name. Just it's yours now. They gave it to you. There's nothing they can do about it. Oh, maybe, but maybe instead of like <laughs> calling it the the instead of the theme being the Chaos Cup, the theme can be the White Skull Challenge. I'll have to look that up. It's yeah. either the White Skull Cup Challenge or White Skull Cup, but it had a Something different name there, before yeah. it was the Chaos Cup. I like it. I like it. Cool. So, I'm sure everybody out there who's already thinking about building a roster this far out, because who, I who might does have that. Come on. I have a roster already built just in case I take this team to a Chaos Cup. (laughs) Is anything major with the rules going to change, or do you even know yet? Like, the team building and stuff. Because currently it's, what, 1 million? Currently it's 1 million with... uh, 150 in skills. 150 in skills, which a lot of people think is very basic, but I think is very good because it limits the maximum number of skills at a big event where you see a lot of new folks playing for the first time. Yeah. Right. It is fairly basic. Um, I, th- I think for at least this first year, I'm not going to change the team value structure or skills uh, amount. So I think I'm going to keep that the same for this year. And then I haven't quite decided if I'll uh, throw a little bit more chaos into it by randomizing. Um, like one of the ridiculous ideas that I had, which I haven't completely ruled out yet, is maybe we have a year that it's eighteen hundred team value. Jeez. Ooh, and no, maybe we have a year that's <laughs> even stupider than that. Oh, uh, maybe gosh. we go completely wacky. This is not now, the underworld cup. Come on. This is a major. Right. Let's keep it simple. I'm going to just suggest to you that you keep it simple, stupid, because you have to check all those (laughs) rosters. Yeah. And what we found out is the bigger amount or the more that you allow skills, the harder it is to check rosters and get them right. (laughs) Uh, Just ask Steve about Spiky Cup every year. And we have to talk to the same person like four times before it sinks in. And really, it's not totally their fault. They just haven't dealt with that kind of weird animal before mm-hmm. you know so yeah. just a thought and of course it is but your I, baby you get to do what you want but i've always been of the opinion majors all of them should have the same rule set and they should all be on equal footing that's like that's I don't, impossible dude i don't like because the fact that's that, not gonna happen i don't yeah. like the fact that dungeon bowl has the final round being played on dungeon bowl i love that yeah but I liked I it's, liked the idea of the majors actually meaning something rather than just I get it thematically it works but I don't know I like premier level of event I can see that I'm weird I suppose when no you're you're not weird you just have you're on one side of the fence of the other and sure. and it's uh it's just a like I think some people put a little bit more weight to um their NAF score. Like some people, NAF score is really See, important to them and they yeah, want to have that kind of be uh, equalized and See, not really be affected by just, some of the wackiness yeah. that might happen. I'm and cool I completely that. see that point of view. And it's, and it's, uh, I have, I have no argument against it for it. I have an opinion that <laughs> sure. I personally 
could give a shit what my NAF score is. Yeah, I let my son play my tournament. You know, let, let him use my NAF number, and he totally threw my my Norse uh, rank out the window by fouling with the Yeti. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. But so, sort of speaking of rules and the NAF, we recently had the documentation come out about what the NAF is allowing for the next year. That includes Chaos Cup for next year, but it also allows the use of anything else that comes out. Do you plan on sticking to what's currently put out and reviewed, or are you possibly going to add stuff as it comes? For instance, Undead just came out. Undead has oh. a wizard that is broken, and... He turns him into Ghost Steve. Yeah, it's an automatic ball drop. Although can't really get a wizard in tournament I mean, but you know what i mean i might take an undead wizard just to show to <laughs> all zombies and an undead wizard just to screw with you i guess the better thing is the current undead team has 10 stars of which only three return so that's a lot of the old stars that are no longer there so are you going to use the old ones new ones or is just kind of not sure yet isn't the nav going to use both you can use both, I believe. Not possible. Oh, does the does the NAF let the tournament organizer decide whether or not they want to use old stars and or new stars? So the NAF put out the documentation and said, this is what we're going with. And if you want to change stuff whenever the new stuff comes out, you're welcome to do so. Uh-huh. So until they do a review, it's up to the organizer if they want to include them or not. So you're saying that if for some reason uh, Chaos Cup was in January, they wouldn't have time to put up an update for the right. NAF. So it would be up to Jeffro to I mean, put that in the rules pack. Like, yeah. Uh, we're using the stars that just came out in the latest Spike magazine. Basically, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'd probably... So because this is all hypothetical... Of course. Um, my, my default, my, my own personal opinion is let it play new rule that games workshop came up with yeah that is eventually gonna uh be included let it play okay. now there's the grack and crumbleberry horseshit <laughs> they came out with before where as soon as i saw that i was like yeah that's not gonna fly. i don't see anybody in the league even no. wanting to play with that it has um, been correct let alone though. a tournament it's better now. Say again? It has been corrected, so it is better now. Right. But, I mean, when it first came out, people were like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that's a little buzzer. No so, uh, I haven't seen the Undead Wizard. Um, so, really, it's, it's been... just a matter of you'll make that determination when it gets closer to the time. Yeah. Makes sense. I'll, I'll have Mike help me with it. That was going to be my that. follow-up question. Is uh, is Katie and Mike still going to be attached to Cast Cup? Yes. Yep. Okay. They're gonna. They're definitely gonna usher me through this first year, um, with regards to like a lot of the logistics. Like, make sure that you have trophies ordered by this time. Make sure that you have a date set um, by this time. Make sure that you have. You know, here are the date markers, and make sure that you have this stuff done by this certain time. Otherwise, you're gonna be hosed. Yeah. So they're gonna help me out with that, and. you know, they still have all the information on the website. I am not a website guy. 
Um, but apparently the new website is easy enough to, to change and alter and add to. So they're going to give me the keys to that, but not necessarily like make me responsible for it all. Um, so it's staying kind of within the same family that it's been with over the last eight years. Yes. That's cool. It is. Uh, they, they weren't like looking to. They 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 told me that they weren't necessarily looking to unload it on anybody, but that they thought that I would probably add some good life to it, some fresh um, blood. Fresh blood. It's got to be a daunting task to run a tournament that big. I mean, we're we've ran some big ones, and in theory, we've checked more rosters than Chaos Cup. Yep over the last Oklahoma Bowl weekend, but we haven't housed everybody pretty much in the same building <laughs> for the whole weekend. Right. So I know what it's like with 60-plus people. I w- couldn't imagine with it being 100-plus people. Yeah, we don't have to worry about, you know, hotel getting on us for doing certain things. Right, or Grant being drunk and riding around and mm-hmm. being silly. Spoon! You, do yeah. you know if you're going to stay at the same hotel or be looking for a different place yet? I was really trying to see if I could find a place that would have it on Labor Day weekend just because, and I've, it, it was told to me, it doesn't matter if you have it on Labor Day weekend or if you don't, because there's some people that are never going to be able to make it during Labor Day weekend. And there are some people that are never going to be able to make it if it's not on Labor Day weekend. So you're never going to make everybody happy. 100%. Not happen. Yeah. So. I thought since it hasn't been on Labor Day weekend for a while, I was going to try and make a concerted effort to have it on Labor Day weekend. I made that concerted effort and I failed. So (laughs) I don't think it's going to be on Labor Day weekend. Um, And so we're probably going to end up at the same, uh, same venue, at least for this, this coming year. Uh, They, they still want us. Um, we were starting to get a little big for that room, but I think this coming year, because of World Cup, attendance might be down slightly. Um, so even if you know, even if we get in that hundred range, we'll be we'll be fine. Yeah, um, there really was plenty of room last year. Still, it was. I heard the bottom tables were kind of squished. Is that right? yeah? Is that correct? I did play on that, and it was, you know, it was three to a table. It wasn't horrible. Right. This wasn't as nice well, as two. Sure. Squished. I'm going to try and do a little bit to, um, like, I, wa- I want to get boards put up on top of the tables. I want to change the, the arrangement. I don't like boards hanging off the sides. Yeah. I have access to some 4 by 10 pieces of, uh, pieces of composite and, like, a pallet of them. And so... Jeez, that's quite the I'm task. Gonna, yeah, that'll be very heavy. It's but. going to be heavy. I'll I'll get some bags to help me. Um, <laughs> I'll get somebody to drop them off in a in a truck, and I'll lug them up myself. Um, but it's yeah. I just i i want I want there to be more playing area. That'd be awesome, especially especially since the cup is bored, and the cup is gonna come and play. So we are going to get a model of the cup then? 
we're going to get a model and the actual trophy is going to visit people's tables. Jeez. That thing's like 400 giant, pounds. So. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't weigh 400 pounds. Well, it's I can heavy. lift it, but some people like Steve can't. I've never tried. Well, that's because you've never been up there no, with a chance to win it. No, there's no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Poor there's Steve. always a chance. No, but no I'm um, okay with that's it. That's one of the, the other things I want to change about uh, the thing. And this is going to be a way, way, way minor thing. But I thought it would be kind of neat to have the... It'd be neat to have the cup visit a random table every round. Is it going to bestow something on the people there? Yes. Okay. It might give them beers if it's Jeffro. (laughs) You might not reveal too much of this. Too much chaos at Chaos Cup might scare people. (laughs) Because we found out they don't like random weather at Oklahoma. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be random weather. Yes, I love it. I love it. Actually, Roll a D six. So here, here's the scoop. It's going to be so, like I don't even know if it'll if it'll happen, because it's going to be one random table, and if that table has a kickoff result where the weather changes from nice to nice again, then they get all the weathers. Jesus. <laughs> sweltering you, heat okay I, i'm gonna warn sunny, you now i think i would maybe rain, edit this snow. out of the podcast because some people are going like holy hell they can't handle dude they can't handle weather i'm sorry <laughs> i run random weather at the oklahoma bowl and they just can't handle it's it the number one complaint. is the the weather because everybody acts like it only hurts their side i love this, this idea though by the way this, this is it's hardly going to happen i th- i would i would uh it's going to happen to table one <laughs> on round six you're going to have somebody right. go like if the Sorry, weather wouldn't guys. have done this blah 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 right <laughs> that sounds awesome though no it'll be fun then you know people get a little bit more up close and personal and I'll see if my son is actually strong enough to pick that darn thing up and take it around to, to places. Boy, lug it. Yeah. He's going to be my odd man out. Cool. Oh, is he playing now? He's played in uh, a couple tournaments. He uh, he played in Ghoul's Night Out up here. That was his first tournament. He took most casualties. He played in my Winter Wizards Bowl last January. And he would have gotten most casualties if he hadn't fouled with the Yeti on turn three (laughs) and got tossed. He was totally in line for it, and he actually ended up tying. He tied for most casualties, and because I'm a dick dad, I didn't give it to him because I was like, you fouled with the Yeti on turn three. You don't deserve it. Wow, you're mean. I I like it. Blood Bowl's a harsh bitch sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're trying. So it will be around the same time next year, like a week or two after Labor Day, I assume. Yeah. Or do you have a date in stone already? I do not have a date in stone yet. Nope. But it's probably, it's not going to be on Labor Day. Um, I was actually just emailing back and forth with uh, with Stacy, the lady at the Holiday Inn today. Um because you know, I had to, 
I had to have the come to Jesus thing like, I'm probably not going to have it on Labor Day weekend this coming year. I tried. tried to find a place. And it's just the, the combination. I found a, like, I found a great venue on the south side of Chicago, but it did not have lodging close by. Hmm. So that is really kind of, you know, as, as old and tired as that room is, no, it's chaos really confusing. Having it's everything the- at the same hotel is Chaos Cup. I mean, taking that away mm-hmm. just ruins half the fun. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we're well, almost... Yeah, I mean, there's just something awesome about like walking the halls and seeing everybody, yeah. going downstairs and running everybody, having breakfast with, what, 70% of the people, it feels mm-hmm. like, you know, and then people potting up and going to lunch together and this and that. I, there's playing just a, games at night, all that. Playing games at night, you know, whether it's Super Show or board games, there's some magic with it all being in one area. It feels, and we've said this before, like a like a mini con. Yeah. Like a gaming con that you also play Blood Bowl at. And if we had access to a place that allowed us to do all the same things, and I found catering to be able to give us breakfast and dinner at a spot, and the hotel where everybody was sleeping at was within walking distance or a short short shuttle, like across the street or something like that, then I think that the possibility they could put that all together. Okay. But not at the price point and not in this short time frame. Right. I definitely hear everything of what you're saying with regards to the camaraderie of the entire weekend. Sure. And I agree. I, I, I live 30 minutes from where the hotel is, and I still have gotten a hotel there. <laughs> right. So, um, so I agree. The camaraderie needs to continue, and it will. But there were some really, really neat venues. And there's just part of me that, that sees like uh, Lutece over in France where they have, they're playing in this pole barn on the French countryside and they have the flags hanging down with like banners and they have food there. And it's like it's an, it's an event where, yes, you're playing uh blood bowl for the majority of the day but that's not everything that you go there for right there's there's more and it is that camaraderie so uh, so jeffro so this year like you said mentioned earlier the world cup is going to be around steve's going a lot of the guys that we're close to are going overseas to go play in the world cup some might not make it to Chaos Cup, is there anything you're doing to entice people? Um, have it earlier than Have it earlier. Let's say maybe you cut the price. I don't know. Is there anything like you're trying to incentivize? Or I don't know. We know there's a ton of players out there. For example, you know, we were in a tournament. This, I went to a tournament this weekend in a guy's home city, and he was the only person in his home city that showed up. So is there anything you're doing? To maybe try to reach that other Blood Bowl people out there? The yes. Okay. Duh, and, yes. Uh, That's I've all we're getting? To, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I've talked to Phil uh, Bonarek about it um, because he's got a stupid amount of teams. And 
So we're raffling things... all of Phil's teams away. I huh? like this. We're raffling all of Phil's teams away. I like this idea. I do too. <laughs> no. Um, actually, one of the prerequisites to Chaos Cup will no longer be you have to have your own team. You can come and rent a team for free. We will find the team for, for you to free? play. If you don't have your own models, we'll find a team for you to play. Hmm. So you have to come up with a roster, and you got to show up, and you got to play, and you got to throw dice. But if you don't have your own dice, you can borrow dice from your opponent. Who you don't have your own board, Blood Bowl I will give have... you a board to play on. Who doesn't have their own team if they're playing Blood Bowl? Some people who have who only play on the video game. Okay. okay. Or people who got the new starter set and only have orcs and humans and want to play Norse. Or okay. That's, that, or, that's fair. Or people who haven't painted it or don't know how to paint. and I, I didn't think about or, the video game people. So there's a lot of people that play Fumble that don't own the real game or I'm assuming the video game, you know. On, Cyanide Blood Bowl 2 is huge. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, so I don't, dude. The bad thing about that is, is like I don't want to carry my team anyways up there. You might hear, <laughs> you might hear me going like, I don't have a lizard man team. You'll be like, Scott, I listened to podcast thirty eight and you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I think almost you want to just charge people five bucks to rent a team or something. That way, you can go into the coffers and or or towards a charity if you do another charity yeah, thing. People aren't just taking advantage of it for nothing unless they're first time. People. Maybe. Yeah, if they're first timers, sure. I mean, like me, you don't want to let me borrow a team unless I pay for it. <laughs> it's going to be negotiable. If you want to borrow one of Phil's teams, you just got to talk to Phil about it. He's probably got enough for everybody to play. That is very true. That, so, that boy has probably, well, he has more than I do. Which all is, right, so next year, not this year, since it's too early, too late. The right. next year, 2020, we're just going to play with all of Phil's teams. <laughs> he has that much time to paint them all, and it's just random. You walk in the door, you pay your money, you hand it a packet, and then you sit everybody down, and you go, open it up, and you go like, holy crap. I, I kind of like this idea. And we, get, we all get a miniature of Phil as a coach. Right. And yeah, it's just all random. You don't know what team you're going to get. Sit down, and you get the team. And Phil serves us drinks in yeah. like a maid costume. He well, would he like dogs. that. His daughters. <laughs> Are they of age, Steve? No, no, no. Do we um, know this? We're moving yeah, on. So okay. I, I want I, I don't want people to think that the the modeling should hold them back from coming and playing a tournament. No, I and yet in I, the same breath, I totally want to have this some Saturday night activities devoted to modeling. Um Extreme has talked to me about uh an idea he had for a um like a a game show type thing centered around uh painting and and painters and modelers for like and stuff. painting or just painting blank models or something i'm not sure okay. like i it's all I, in I, talks steve it's just december yeah. let just the let the man think this guy's full of ideas but no, they uh, and Phil knows a, a, some really good painters, and so we're. I'm, I haven't spoken to any of them yet, right? But I want to get a little bit more. Like I don't know if it'll be necessarily a, a, a tutorial 
Uh, Don Roach held a, a painting thing on Friday night uh, a few years back, and he's painted the team mm-hmm. um, that was given away as a as a raffle for a number of years. I want to you know, take it away from him. I'd love for him to to continue to do it. I know he's getting busier and busier with some of his models, but he's also getting much better. His stuff has gotten really, really good. Yeah, he's an so incredible painter. He, so he might be he might be too busy to to teach a class or something but if um no i'd 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 love to have more modeling aspects to the to the event like yeah chaos cup should not necessarily just be us showing up and playing four games on one day and two games the next um sure it it should be a, a little mini con and so the more different vendors that are doing blood bowl stuff that can come and, you know, hawk their wares. Awesome. Yeah, the we more would never people do that. that can <laughs> say again. I said we would never do that. <laughs> no, absolutely. Guys, you're, you're a staple. <laughs> are we? Yeah. We've, we've had a table for a long time. We really <laughs> have. Every, not every about year it. that I've, every year that I've been there. <laughs> So. It's it's not Chaos Cup without the both down swag table. Sure. <laughs> I, I have a bad feeling though, there's not gonna be any copies of Boner Storm this year because like I finally sold them all after like there's like only a few left. You know we could make oh, a PG shame. version of it. Nobody just wants the, the rated R version, so why would they want the PG version, Steve? Didn't you just buy a game called Cucumber Sandwich? I did. Okay. So oh, we could do a Kickstarter for Boner Storm just by changing it up some. Don't don't tell everybody our ideas. <laughs> okay, well we're gonna have to wrap this up so that we can get work on the not that project. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so is uh keeping it for the con, I'm assuming Tom Anders is gonna come back with Impact Miniatures. Yes. I always think that's great that he's there with his full booth full of goodies. I yep, think it's, he's I think gonna it's, he's gonna cast the the model for us. I think it's I great actually... until I spend too much money at his booth. Well, the problem is, is the last couple of years, he's brought all his old stuff, too. And every year I say, I'm not going to buy any more of that stuff because I haven't <laughs> used anything from the year before. Yep. And then I'm like, hey, Tom, will you hold these? And then later he's like, it's 60 bucks. Okay. And I just fork <laughs> it over. Yeah, this last year I'm like, he doesn't have anything I need. Oh, I'll just go ahead and buy a whole full Norse team because why not? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know. We're stupid. I know, but he's going to get my money again this year if he brings all that stuff again. Yep. Because I'm going to dig through there, and I'm going to find a reason <laughs> that I need another, like, second edition scaving or something. <laughs> I, I could use this on this team. It could be a assistant coach. Ah, good times. If you haven't been to Chaos Cup, folks, if you can't tell, it's just December. We're talking about it, not only because... Jeffro's new to it, but we love Chaos Cup. It's like one of the fun events of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And to be truthful, anymore I like it because I get to just see everybody. It's like a fraternity or a, I don't know. It's a, it's a summer camp. It's a summer camp? That's one way to say geeks. it. geeks. I mean, it's just good to see everybody shake hands, drink a little, eat a little, catch up. It's, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then we have to play Blood Bowl. Pretty much. <laughs> it was my first tournament. Uh, Chaos Cup was my first tournament, and 
I've only ever run one other tournament myself before Katie asked me to do this. And so while I'm a little, I don't even know if I really had time to, to think about the intimidation factor <laughs> um, as much as I'm just going to tap into my uh, innate naivete <laughs> and just run with it. Well, honestly, at this point, it's a, it's a pretty well-oiled machine. It's all set, and you've got people who've ran it before, and you can lean on them for the most part. It's just a matter of you sitting right. down and I'm making say, the decisions. The fact that you told us that Katie and Mike are still there in the background helping you out, I don't think you're going to miss a beat, honestly. No. I mean, you're going to, if you do some of these crazy things... You're going to have a few people who love it, and you're going to have a few people that hate it. But just, just listen to your feedback, and you've got to try new things to see you know, what works and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. And overall, I think everybody will have fun no matter what, like they always do. You know, And I don't know, just be you. And if this is going to be the, the Gallenbach era of Chaos Cup, then let it be. You know, I think it's great. It should be fun. We've got a, a, a few um, younger kids that have been coming around. I say kids. They're in college. They're full adults. Some of them have more facial hair than I do. Um, well, that's because we're old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, that have come to uh, some of the local tournaments around here, like in the summertime. My buddy Chris ran one at uh, Games Plus, which is a, a mainstay of the Chicagoland area game stores have been around Chris, forever. What, what's his last name? Orza or, or Oros. Oros. Okay. I played him last year. Great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Um, he introduced, he introduced his dad, but, and then there were uh, a few other kids that came like, I had never seen these kids before and they're local. They were in the area and, um, you know, some of them are going to college in the area and there's just more and more that I start to see, um, some that have emailed me, um, that have only played the game or they just picked up the game because they saw that it was released and they're just now getting into it, that this is a, this is a, a new era for Blood Bowl in general. Um, Game, Games Workshop, this is the first full year of their spike journal which i think is going to probably continue for you know at least another four or five years hopefully i can't see why it wouldn't we've thoroughly enjoyed them so they're awesome that's yeah, good stuff i'm that's how i'm learning french <laughs> you're learning Just french picking up the french I ones a, i had grant pick me up the french ones in canada because they can't ship them here for whatever reason they can't even ship them here you can't even order them my That's... local game store couldn't order the french version of the spice you shouldn't journal. have told huh. steve that so i had to smuggle me one nope <laughs> steve has no desire to collect them okay now the death zone with the alternate cover yes Let's see it is something <laughs> well jeffro is there anything else you want to add as we wrap up this chaos cup preview interview special no. edition no, thanks for having me on, though. I really appreciate it. No problem. Like, anything else you the, wanted to the, add, Steve? I just want to say that if anyone wants more information, they can go to chaoscup.com, 
or just put in Google Chaos Cup or go on Facebook and find Chaos Cup. You'll be updating feel, everything. Feel free to email me as well. I don't care if people put my email address uh, for Blood Bowl stuff. It's coachjeffro at gmail.com. And Jeffro is J-E-F-F-R-O. Correct. So Jeffro. no spaces, underscores, dashes, dots, black. And if you can ever on Fumble, you can find Jeffro there and he'll play you a game and he'll probably be drunk. So you have a chance of winning. <laughs> I think I tied him. I, I beat him, actually. One of the few Fumble me? games that I, went, I won, I beat you. Really? Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, see? Now he's going to look it up. He's I'm 95% sure. <laughs> there was like two years ago. Oh, gosh. You guys are cracking uh, me up. I shouldn't have even mentioned it. Looking yeah. for it. Yeah, Versus record. Oh, oh yes. Bum, bum, bum. What teams were they? The first three times that we played when we were in Extremes League, the, in my my oh. dwarves beat you up well, three no, times in a row. No crap. But in the, N, in the NBFL, the yeah. only time that we played, your Norris beat beat the Carolina Black Panther Party 2-1. to one. Oh. Absolutely. And how many games did I win with that Norse team? <laughs> one, it might maybe? have been just that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, was it Chicago Kodiaks? Yeah. Chicago Kodiaks. Oh. Uh, I'm 11-2-22. That's because you had to play all those builder games, Oh, yeah. <laughs> against the Snollings. <laughs> okay, that's a good point. Um, how do I look at team how do i go, go look at matches played i can't believe show we're... matches okay there steve you, you, you know that i i snagged one of your players for my current nbfl team right no which one brandon de arc bullworth oh Werner. yeah i totally turned him into a tomb guardian and he is awesome that's that's pretty great block mighty blow strength plus break tackle dodge tomb guardian yes how do i even see who won these games steve it's uh, time score. to wrap up this. Sorry, hold on, hold on. You're worried about fumble now. Uh, let's see. Loss, loss, Although, loss, guess... loss, loss, loss. <laughs> oh, he's loss, checking to see if he won. tie. Loss, loss, tie. Loss, loss. Oh, win. No, it's ogres. Okay, that, those don't count. No. You can, if loss, you go to my page. One against uh, Carolina Black Panther Party. <laughs> um, loss, 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 loss. Loss, 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 and ogres. So maybe you're, yeah, you're not very good, Steve. No. You're not very good. God, did I really lose that many? Yes, you did. I remember it. We talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> I kind of just put it out of my mind. Well, why wouldn't you not forget that? That's good. Yeah, you forget the losses. Just forget wow. them. Yeah, you should you obviously only remember the one win. 0 4, 0 and 4. Yeah. <laughs> oh and four. I lost so many oh and four games. People wonder why I don't play it. Oh, there's another oh and four loss. If you're out there and you want to play Steve on Fumble, just <laughs> email <laughs> both down podcast at gmail.com. God, that league was rough. Well, Jeffro, if we have any more ideas for Chaos Cup, besides the fact that you should let me play against easy, inexperienced coaches for the first five rounds. Seems we'll, fair. we'll get back to you. Okay. Because I'll manage somehow to maybe beat three of them. 
Uh, well, anyways, good luck with all that. And as soon as uh, you have more solid information, as like the time, the start date, the you know how much it's going to cost and stuff, you are invited to come back on the podcast and give us all the download of everything. Excellent. I appreciate it. No problem. And thanks for having. Thanks well, for having. Thank us. you. <laughs> thanks for. Thanks having for us. having me. God, <laughs> I can't believe I lost that many games. Yeah, sorry, Steve's in a daze over here. We're going to take a quick break while Steve... I put uh, all that out of my mind. <laughs> ...shakes himself out of this funk. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're back for the second segment where we're talking about all the new stuff from GW for The Shambling Undead. So I still don't like the name Shambling Undead. Me neither. I'm starting to like accept it. At least Undead's in there, so I can just say Undead and people right. know. Because they think you're shortening it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess you are, but it's just, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I still don't know who Chaos Renegades are. Is that the Pact? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the Pact. That's yes, what I thought. Pact. Okay. So we got the, what are you going to start with? You want to start with this? Sure. We'll start with the actual team itself. So we have the Champions of Dead box set, the Shambling Undead Blood Bowl team. And you get quite a bit of miniatures in here. I think this is the first time we actually get 12 in a box. No, you get 14. I mean 14. You meant 14. We always get 12. So uh, we get two mummies. We get two whites, four skeletons, four zombies, and only two ghouls. So you still need two box sets. If you're going to go take these and be competitive. <laughs> yeah, because you would want the ghouls and you'd want the zombies. Um, four zombies is really enough, but I mean, yeah, it just depends who you ask. A lot of people would rather run the zombies. You're one of those guys. I yeah. Think. So I would, I like to do half and half, but it's really for fluff reasons. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I mean, ideally it would be three zombies, like in a tournament build and one skeleton. Yeah. Even in the write up on the strategy talks about taking the three zombies and one skeleton right that's probably the the best if not all zombies uh the what do you think of the models you like them i really do i think they're really nice it helps that the paint job's awesome you're not gonna open these right no because you don't need to i don't need to i've got undead teams the models look really cool i hear they're a pain in the ass that's what I was going to ask, is if you've heard anything about oh yeah um one of the skeletons is like nine pieces and oh you've my got God. to connect them on a, you know, the spine or something. Oh, I could man. be wrong, but there, I think it was Johnny Bull who was doing them, or uh-huh. or uh. So or I'm gonna Pete. give I'm not sure. I'm gonna give him props that like all the models except the two models that should have one both feet on. Everybody has <laughs> two feet on the ground, which is what I like. They're, yeah, they still look like they're playing Blood Bowl. But and they're not on their tippy toes. But the mummies have—they're only on one foot. I will say I love all the models, and it's not even the one foot thing. I just don't care for the mummies that much. They look too big, like not imposing, just wide. Yeah, I can see that. I don't get why they're so wide. I guess they just want you to show that they have five strength and. And again, I, I get that, but I. For whatever reason, just I don't like them. Sure, and it's not the one foot. Out thing. of all the models on the team, I would say that's my least favorite. Yeah, I like the design. I don't like the pose, but I think it's neat that the uh, the whites 
kind of harken back to the old school logo for him. With the little bat? Yeah. Like little helmet, bat helmet. helmet. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Um, you know, it comes with the coins, the... The hand know, the, coming out. The hand coming out for what, your turn marker or re-rolls. Yeah. And some extra little balls, which I think are neat. Um, I mean, was this still 35 I don't know. Thirty-five or forty. I didn't even ask what prices were. I just told him I'm picking up my stuff, and I put my card in the machine and didn't look. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's still a fairly good value. I know people are going to gripe that they need two more ghouls, and that's yeah. true. I don't think you're ever going to get a box set though that just finishes off everything. Amazon's. That would be the only one, maybe. I mean, if they ever do, if they do four blood sewers, which they yeah, probably see, wouldn't. They yeah. Won't. I don't think GW sits around at the same at one point and says, "Let's get double dip their money and get two box sets." But at the same time, I don't think they say like, "Let's make sure they get the best value." <laughs> no, it's very much well. What's a usable team? Let's put it out and call it a day. I mean, this is usable. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad team, and it's. I mean. They do this with the other stuff, too, because mm-hmm. there's guys who order, like, units and stuff and go, like, well, I need three of these because I need I mean, two Again, if you just if you just buy another box, you've got two more mummies. You've got a Camry team now. <laughs> well, that's that's actually true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But I don't know. I hope this stuff's selling well because that might mean we get all the teams again eventually. I would think so. There's a part of me, though, that still wants to do what you're doing, which is buy these. But I'm 44. Even if I live double my age, I don't know. There's just no desire to repaint these. No, I'm never going to. Like I said, that's why I'm keeping them sealed. I'm never going to open it. I'm never going to play them because I've got my painted sealed teams already. You know, I don't. The Nurgle team in this one that really has made me like question, like, maybe I should just buy one of these teams. The elf team. I bought those for World World Cup. Cup. Those are nice, too. Like, if I go to a tournament, special tournament that I want a special team, I could see that. Sure. But, yeah, currently, I'm just buying them to support the game and buying them to support the store. See, I don't have my vampire team painted yet. It's one of my old school teams that I don't have painted. So, if they ever get to vampires, I I I love the models, too. But the new models might be really good, too. That's true. It's very possible. I I don't hate a lot of these new models. No, they're not second edition. Second edition had a lot of life in it. And like I said, I, re- I thought I really hated the Pestigores until I saw them in three dimensions, and mm-hmm. then I kind of really like them. Yeah, they're just different. Yeah. So, but anyways, we're talking undead. So I, I like the team, besides the fact that you yeah. know, I don't, uh, there's there's part of me that says even if you had to buy two boxes, you still get. I mean, I bought all the metal teams, and I had to buy two of those. Yeah, absolutely. To make a full team. So that was a hundred bucks. Or back in the day, just having to buy single figures or boosters. Right. All right, so it would be nice say, if they put out more boosters, but if th- they had boosters or you could just buy a sprue here or, or if there. you could buy a sprue, yeah, like hey, if you want a sprue, go to our website, you buy a sprue, and it's that would be huge. If it's half price of the box, yeah. then people can just decide, like, well, I'm only gonna ever just screw it. I'm gonna take three ghouls and I'll just fill my team up with extra. And if zombies. they would, if they would continue supporting Blitz Bowl, then you could sell single sprues and the cards there. Exactly. It'd be nice. That was, yeah. That would be nice for that reason. Uh, moving on to the next thing, the Almanac. Our store didn't get them in. So we don't know. Yeah, we don't have anything to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, 
truth be told, I'd have to look at Steve's anyways because I'm getting mine for Christmas. And I already know it's coming. Yeah, your dad. Yeah, my dad's buying it for me. He's probably like, that punk. Hey, so moving on to the pitch. Yeah, let's look at this pitch. I haven't really got to look at it. It looks nice. Ooh, it does look nice. Man, maybe I need... Ooh, what's this back pitch with the ghosts and stuff? Oh, yeah. that's what was in the magazine. Yeah, it looks really nice. I don't know how good it'd be to play. And again, it's not Ooh, opened. So. this looks pretty. You should open this. We played on pitches at Citadel. Mm-hmm. That was kind of nice, but... Was it different team pitches? Yeah, they had four different ones out. And I play. I tried to play on the Elf one a couple mm-hmm. of times, so that was nice. But some of them just, like the Goblin one, it's so hard to see. Yeah, the, some of the textures are like super nice, but when you need to like count squares and stuff, they don't... Yeah. It just doesn't work. But hey... The, they're trying. I never thought we'd get this many different pitches. Oh, no. It's brilliant. Yeah. But I never thought we'd get this. No. I and mean, I can't complain. I mean, <clears throat> they're really cool looking. I wish I had the money to just to buy one to open and buy one to keep sealed. I Although, really, I don't even know why. Why you keep them sealed? That's the, I don't need to keep them sealed. But I'm never going to play on them since I have my neoprene pitches. Sure. That are just so much easier just to pop and roll and everything's there. Yeah, I wish these, um, you know, and I understand. I just wish these had the dugouts and stuff on the sides like the neoprene. Yeah. But or if they had small dugouts instead of the something. giant ones. But anyways, they're nice and I, I really cannot. Yeah. It's been now two years and they have all these fields. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah, it is. I mean, if I would have pulled Junior High Scott out of the past and said, <laughs> look, one day this game's coming back. And you're going to get new models, plastic ones, so they're going to actually be cheaper. Right. And you're going to get home fields for whatever race. I would have lost my crap. Yeah. So, does this have special rules? I'm assuming I'm they sure, all I'm assuming have they special do, yeah. rules. Does this one have the trap doors? Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, is that still a thing? Yeah. I'm looking here. It looks like they could, yeah. I guess. I think they all do. Yeah, these dugouts and stuff are really pretty, too. I don't like the idea still of the dugouts like being in a dungeon where you can't see out. Yeah, underground. It just makes no sense. But I don't... Maybe the feel That's is That's how it was in the be, old days. Yeah, maybe... Yeah. It's like an elevated pitch. Again, <clears throat> we talked about this before. It's like soccer does that, apparently. That's true. But... Some of the weird. graphics, though, in my brain, when I see them, it looks deeper than maybe what they meant. Yeah. So I could see that. All it right. looks like six to eight feet instead of, you know, two feet. Or four feet, yeah. Yeah. Where they can stand up and look out. So all right, what do you got in there, buddy? Uh, the cards for this time. Uh-huh. Mark Perry lied to us because he's like, Oh, the cards, they don't come with the the little blank ones like all the other you know, other all the other ones did. Oh, I didn't know he no, said that. No, they do. Just his didn't apparently. <laughs> so Are he you got he got shorted on it. For whatever reason. Oh, like the blank positional things yeah, that you could write the in. stupid blank positional things, which, whatever. Wow, then he got cheated out of a lot of cards. Yeah. Again, if they'd get rid of those and charged half the price, I would love these cards. Still <laughs> like them. But there's not much to say. I mean... Looking through yours again, because we'll talk about the new star players later, specifically. But seeing the new star players and stuff, it makes me want to buy them. But there's so much useless stuff in there. Yeah. And it's hard for 20. I mean. 
If these, if if I could just buy the star player cards for ten bucks, I would buy all every single one of them. You're saying just again. the star player cards? Yeah, the ten star players for ten bucks. Yeah, I because totally I agree I with want you. those. I want to have a full deck or whatever you want to call it. I agree. Of all the star and players, I know somebody in the world uses probably the special the, play cards. The special play cards, yeah, and I, and I think they're neat and good, but I I I want to know who in the world. That's listening to this podcast, or you know somebody who uses the blank cards. I even like the positional cards. We've asked before, and no one has written. I in. know. No, nobody it's, does. It's it's useless. It was a neat idea, but I think it is. Just a- don't even have them with the stupid positional. Leave the position and the team blank, and then they're good for everybody. Right. I yeah. don't know. It, yeah. It's useless. Yeah. It's useless. It's fillers. Yep. Um, But maybe, maybe they are listening, and maybe in time they'll change. It would be nice. At least they tried it. Yeah. I'm not going to fault them for trying. They've done this since the orcs, right? So we've had orcs, human. So we've had about seven teams that they've done this for. It was a lot of teams. Yeah. It's like 13. No, there's 11. 13 of those sets? Is it really? It was a lot. Okay. Yeah, because they did, they did the old ones. They did humans, orcs, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we only have models for humans, orcs, Skaven, Dwarf, Elves, Chaos, Nurgle, Undead. Goblin. Goblin. Okay, I'm sorry. I um, That's it, right? No, there's more. You, you say Dwarf? Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Chaos. Undead. Well, maybe. Okay, there's almost 10. Yeah. That's still quite a bit. No, there's still a lot. Well, maybe they're not going to change it since we're <laughs> almost halfway there. Um, So the dice. Dice are really cool looking. They look like bone, and they're super easy, clear to read. Yes. They get old man improved even... I still like the old symbols better, but for yeah, the new ones, these you. are really cool. Even the D6, the, the hand is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I'm actually buying an extra set of these to keep with my regular set of dice. I've been a, probably a dumbass by buying two sets of dice Yeah. ever since the beginning just because Jennifer kind of plays. And I still have this fantasy that one day all my kids will play and like, mm-hmm. Dad, I'm going to take my undead team and I want to take an undead team to Chaos Cup. And then like <laughs> we want to use the dice so we have plenty of dice to use. Yeah. So I didn't buy two sets of this dice, and now I wish I would have. So I probably will order me still. another one. <laughs> so, yeah, they're really nice. Good job, GW. Um, oh, an honorary mention of things that we picked up that came out. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily undead related, and probably something that we'll go over but later. But it is a new product that you might not be, you might not know about. Yeah, it's the Death on the Pitch Blood Bowl anthology of all the short stories that they put out. So I these assume are these past are, online short stories? I assume that they were all online, but I did not go and double check. Okay. And you have not even started to read this yet? No, I have not. And there's 12 stories. Cool. There's even one by our buddy Matt Forbeck. That's great. So, so did you, did yeah. you pick me up a copy? You know I did. Well, I don't see two copies over there is why I'm double checking. Yeah, it's on top of Spider-Ham. Well, I was just being sure because it looks cool. Yeah, it's it looks cool. (sighs) Again, I'm I I, my main complaint without even reading it is 
the art on the cover is just the exact same art that's used on everything else. Right. It's the orc hitting the human catcher. and I agree. It's been used everywhere. They have gotten a lot out of that artwork. Oh, yeah. Whatever they did, they're just like, Isn't okay. that going back to Cyanide, too? It's going back to Cyanide. It's going back to... Fantasy uh, Flight. Fantasy Flight, yeah. Back when they had the rights to the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're getting there. Well used. So let's talk about Spike Magazine. Okay. So first off, we open up the page, and we have on the inside cover 100% proof that they listen to the podcast. Why, why do you think it's 100% proof? Ricardo Verminelli, which is not Verminelli, but close enough. And he uh, is a zombie for the Champions of Dead. Yeah. So you think that they said we might as well put him on every team because... These guys brought this up. I don't know. I'm just going to claim that they listen. It's because of us that he's in there. I believe Simon Stiff, I want to, or Brittle Snap Arm. Do you have your second edition books around? Uh, actually, I already looked that up. Okay. So um, those two are from the Star Player book. Second edition. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay. I thought those two for sure were. And then the Bones guy? Uh, Maz Bones. Kim, Kimish? Yeah. He's from the Blood Bowl novel. Okay. And I think, my own personal opinion, Michael Von Jax. Uh-huh. I think that's a take on Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. With a zombie and one arm, like one glove. Sure. That's kind of... Might be a stretch, but I'm going to go with it. Okay. Um... But again, it's cool to have the painted figures on the inside. <clears throat> I love it. And I think... It sounds like it's really dumb, but I think just naming them Blood Bullish names, yeah. I, like, they just, this is what we look for. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, nobody names their, their their kid Brittle Snap Arm, but a Blood Bowl player? Yeah. You know? And in the fluff, it talks about how they put people together. So right. it could be parts of different people put together, and then you have to name them. I noticed here that they have a mummy named... Kind of like Sekteth, but it's not Sekteth. Right. Um, but to me, it sure looks like that's an ode saying, like, yeah, we recognize that old star player. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. It's also just a generic Egyptian-sounding name. Okay. Well, I thought that's what it was, and basically saying, like, we haven't forgot this star player, even though we don't <laughs> include him in the book. Right. But they could be saving him for Kimri if they ever get to it, or Tomb Kings. That is possible. So that you think sense. Ricardo Verminelli is definitely... I like to think so. It's too close. Yeah. Ferminelli, Verminelli. And I don't know why they wouldn't just use Ferminelli. Maybe they heard our podcast and they thought we were saying Verminelli. <laughs> is it possible? That is, that's the only thing I can think of. Okay, so then we have the uh, opening segment with the the editors, and that goes into Shambling Dead, which... These are all good, and as I was reading them, I was just like, okay, I want to get to fluff stuff, not yeah. just like... Zombies are this. But then I realized somebody is reading this for the first time. Sure. And some of that is fluffy. Uh, Then we go to Famous Undead Teams, which is one of my favorite pages here. So we have the Acid Bay Shades. They talk about them. They were from Old Second Edition. Yes, they are. There's Uh, one other. uh, The Forlorn Phantoms, I think, are the Frozen Phantoms or something that was in the old stuff. Hmm. There's some Phantom team mentioned. I didn't check that one. Go, if you I, go I put to in, Lore of Nuffle... Yeah, I put in Forlorn and didn't find it. 
Put in Phantoms and just double check. I meant to double check this, but the Tombstone Terrors, I think, were also from second edition. Yes, they are. Um, Phantoms spelled that way or? Yeah, try try PH, yeah. There's the Frozen Phantoms, which is an undead team in the Star Player book. Okay, so that's where I think that might have originated from. Probably. And I don't know anything about the Hellions. I I don't think I've ever heard Brand that. New. So you check that. Yeah. The the Hellfin uh, Hellions. I'm Anyways. guessing it's probably a playtest team that they're sure. Naming. Anyways, I think it's great. I love I love this stuff here. Yeah. I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. And then they go to the positionals and the star players. So I want to talk about the star players. Sure. Okay. So. A lot of changes here. A lot of changes. Like a ton of changes. They didn't bring back hardly any of the old ones. I mean, really, they brought back three, right? Um, so, because you kind of have to have. So you have Ramtheth the third, right? You have Count Luther von Drakenborg, right? You have Frankenstein, which is new. Not he's new, old, but and then new. Old second edition, gone for a while, then brought back. Yeah, he was brought back in the twenty sixteen six pack, and then that's it. That's yeah. your old guys. People like Ikathabeth Noin, um, Humorous Carpal, stuff like yeah. that. Um, all gone. Sinbad. Mm-hmm. All those guys are gone. Hack and Slash is gone. Yeah. Um, so that's seven players, of which two, probably three, are from the fluff. Do you know which ones? Are from the fluff? Yep. Um, for sure, there's there. We now have a goblin zombie pogoer named Throttlestant the Impaler. So, in the old version, he was garbage Throttlesnot for the underworld creepers, if I remember right. Or was he Snagga Throttlesnot from the Orkland Raiders? Oh, I don't know. More than likely, garbage. Okay, I would think. Yeah, he's interesting. 6237, loner, dirty player, dodge, leap, regen, secret weapon, stab, and stunty. A stunty stab guy. That's pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. Can be. He has secret weapon. I mean, so. Yeah. I mean, he's cheap. And stunty, where you get to ignore tackle zones, you can just go into a cage and stab somebody. Right. That can be really good against a low armor team. So you're saying these other guys are actually from the fluff? Two of them. Well, I'm not 100% on any of them. I could make guesses, but... Hey, well, we know Rotten Rick Bupkis is a takeoff of Dick Butkus. We know that, but was he in the fluff? No. Oh, okay. I'm just going on to the next star player. Oh, okay. Uh, he's 110 zombie, 4328, loner, dirty player, regen, sneaky git. Hmm. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get a piece, just come in and file away. Yeah. So, Scrawl Half Height. He was a skeleton in the second edition handbook. Really? For what? <laughs> just mentioned? Or just was... as far as I know, he's just mentioned. Okay. He was in the lore of Nuffle. Okay. I did not know that. Me neither. This guy is just too damn good. Well, I, he's basically the replacement in my opinion, of Ikatha Benoyan from yeah. the previous editions. So 190, 6338, Loner, Accurate, Nerves of Steel, Pass, Regen, Sure Hands, Thick Skull. 
He's a passing dwarf skeleton. He's good for undead, but he plays for the Tomb Kings. Mm-hmm. He would be insanely but good. But so did Ikatha Benoin. That's why I think that's interesting. That's true. Yeah. I- Ikatha was the undead um, dark elf who, who could also play for the dark elves. That's why he had that special oh, yeah. where he could play for them. So there hmm. you go on that. All right. Who's the other one from the fluff? Now you got me really curious. So there's Ivan the Animal Death Shroud. Mm-hmm. In the Star Player book, he's Ivan the Scythe Death Shroud. Oh, okay. Okay. Don't know why they change it up. Well, because they wanted to have a Legion of Doom reference from pro wrestling. Yeah, we'll go with that. Could be. As far <laughs> it, as I know. It's in the book. It's in this book. What? Yeah, when they talk about his player profile, they talk about the Legion of Doom. They did, didn't they? Yeah, you didn't catch that. No, I didn't. Well, your brain's not half pro wrestling. Like that mine. is true. <laughs> wow. And then it even says in the quote under his page, it says, like, what a rush. Because that's what they used to do when they came out for WWE. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, what a rush. And then they would come, their music would start and they'd come out. So somebody's well, a pro at, wrestling fan. Well, that's pretty awesome. Huh. So he's 6'4", 230K. Loner, block, disturbing presence, juggernaut, regen, strip ball, and tackle. He's also very similar to the Sekteth that we had as a star player. Yeah, you're right. So I didn't play Undead like enough to even get to star players. So I only know this because of Nuffleween, where I try to that's play true. one every year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think that's pretty cool that the WWE thing. Um. The next one is my least favorite because I just don't care for the name. Bryce the Slice Campbell. Somebody wanted to make a Bruce Campbell joke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it. It's just too dead on. Um, well, to me, it's not dead on enough. If you're going to spoof it, he should have just had a chainsaw hand. Yeah. It looks like he's holding a chainsaw. Yeah, as far as we can from tell. From the art, from what I can tell. So he replaces Hack and Slash. Yeah. He doesn't have sidestep, but he has. Stand firm. Yeah, he's 135328, loner, chainsaw, regen, secret weapon, stand firm, thick skull. And isn't that what Helmet Wolf had stat wise? Except he was a human. I think he has stand firm. Yeah, I think so. If I remember correctly, it's very close to being Helmet Wolf. Helmet's 110-6338, loner, chainsaw, secret weapon, stand firm. So he's got regen and thick skull for 20k extra. Okay. Which is worth it. Sure. I mean, I like the artwork. I think it's cool that he looks closer to like a ghost rider with a chainsaw. He does. But I agree. I mean, if I was a Bruce Campbell fan, I'd probably love it. I am a Bruce Campbell fan, but... You don't care. No. I don't know why we just didn't have Hack and Slash. Yeah. I'm probably... Well, we'll talk about this Probably because it's, Go ahead. it's kind of a fake sounding name. Hack and Slash. I get it. But like Frank Einstein's not... So maybe they don't want too similar. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Grawl Bloodsucker. It's probably some reference there. I mean, Bloodsucker, I assume in German. Right. Uh, 160-7337. Loner, catch, dodge, sure feet, and wrestle. So he's kind of like, kind of like Jay Earlice, or am I crazy? No, I think you're right. He doesn't have as much of a movement, but. 
Jair Lice was 180-8337, loner catch, diving catch, dodge, sprint. Okay, maybe it's not exactly the same. No, he's, he's the same vein as him. Okay. Well, because Russell's of the good. catch and the he's more of a safety that can be a receiver. Okay. Whereas, right. I would say this guy's better than Earlice just because yeah, like you said, better safety than a receiver. Because yeah, he's cheaper. Guy, I'd rather have the wrestle, you know. Yeah. And because really that was the problem with Earlice is he was just a receiver. Yeah, my theory is is maybe we always thought that maybe Jay Earlice is a werewolf anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like a more, you know, just a lesser werewolf. So mm-hmm. maybe they go with that in the future. We don't know. That's true. He could just be a straight up necro right. one. Okay. Hmm. I hadn't thought of that. And then the final one, kind of torn on, Gretchen Vokter, probably, Rockter, whatever, the Blood Bowl Widow. Um, she's 280. She's a banshee. I don't think we've ever seen a banshee in the game before. No. Seven three four eight, loner, and a lot of skills. Disturbing presence, dodge, foul appearance, jump up, no hands, regen, shadowing, and sidestep. She's, she's really annoying. Yeah. And she's really expensive. She's very expensive, and that's my problem. And she's, it's not a problem. It's just like, I don't know how I'd fit her in. I don't understand. What I, would you sacrifice in an undead team? Well, let's just assume that you get 300k in inducements. I'm not talking about inducements. I'm talking about if you wanted to go to a tournament, be semi-competitive, oh, but fit no. star players in, which no. is what I've been trying to do lately. Yeah, I, I... This one wouldn't get played. I don't see how you could. Now, if you got that much inducements, I think there's better things to spend it on, too. Yeah. So you'd really have to play her specifically just to say, I want to play with this Banshee character. Yeah, and it's just there to be annoying to people. And I don't think it's good enough. I don't know. All right. Is that all of them? That's all. Okay, so what's your just initial thoughts about these? My initial thought when I saw them was there's too many of them and they seem too good. Okay. That was my initial thought. What's your opinion now? There's too many new ones, and I think they're too good. So I'm torn with the old guy and, like, if I was the new guy. I actually really, I think they're very themey. Yeah. So let me take this back one second. My idea of there's too many new ones is probably not fair to GW because I want them to use the old ones. But now, my concern is when it comes to tournaments, this undead team for NEF tournaments has, what, three, four? 17 star players. So, 10 plus five others. Yeah. At least 15 star players. Okay, so I guess that's where I was going to go to. There's a part of me that says, I want to use the old models I had for the old star players. Yeah. I don't want new star players. Why can't we have hack and slash instead of, you know, Bryce Campbell or whoever? Yeah. But at the same time, these are really themey. They think, are. Fluff wise. And so then the next part of me goes, maybe I should, ex- if I'm going to accept these, yeah, I'm kind of like you. We don't need 15 or 16 star players. Yeah. 
let's either let's take these all as one and move forward like we did from second edition to yeah. third edition to later editions where they got rid of certain star players and stuff and mm-hmm. just move on. And then we always remember what hack and slash was and instead of trying to hold on to everything. So I'm like really crossed between the old guy that says, well, I have a model. Yeah. And then the new guy who's like, well, let's move on. And the old guy of, I know what these guys do versus, right. oh, we have to use these new ones. Right. Like, I'm going to really miss Sinbad because I think he's a, a really cool player yeah. for, for cheap. But he's no longer existing. But fluff-wise, you know, they go on later and, and really write about these guys. It's really themey. Yeah, it's really good. It's really themey. I think these are, like, really cool star players to, like, if I was a new person, I'd be eating these guys up. I think it's cool that they have zombies and skeletons that are different races so the the blood bowl widow kind of bugs me because it feels outdated and sexist oh because she's a banshee and she's a widow she was abandoned by her husband who cared too much about football than more than her and all that. there is some of that but i mean i don't it's funny it's cute and it doesn't 100 percent bother me but it just has that tinge of this feels outdated. But at the same time, isn't that kind of a pun? Yeah, that, yeah. I that mean, people use like, oh, sure. the football widows are yeah. going to go to Walmart right now and shop because everybody's watching football. I probably wouldn't care if there was just another female star player. Oh. Being the only yeah. lone female girl. Yeah. Or <laughs> female girl. Yeah, the, the female girls, you know. <laughs> and, that I mean, there's been plenty of other female players. Like, they've done it, I believe we've had a female one for every team, right? Because, well, elves are kind of iffy, but, you know, wasn't Bogolant the one that could be a woman? <laughs> I never thought that. I just there thought was my... one that was kind of iffy. Oh, he could be fluid or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember him, but. Well, I was going to say, there's, there's been a lot more female star players. I, I like the idea, and I think Banshees are a legit addition to the mythos. It's just kind of odd. Sure. It seems like they're trying to put more characters with. We're gonna put a few with secret weapons. Yeah. On these teams, I also here, I thought it was interesting. I looked through these teams and it says who they play for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only one, two, three. There's only three of these people that play for Tomb Kings, which is Ram Tut, uh, Br- Bryce the Slice Campbell, and then of course Scroll Half Height. Yeah. And. Oh, and then Ivan the Animal. So there's four of those. There's three vampires, though, which is Count Luther, um, this Grail Bloodsucker, and then the Gretchen, the the Black Widow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was interesting because I was just kind of like, think ahead. Like, how many of, how many of these players, is this going to be pretty much the same star players that we get for Necromatic? Because and that'll be interesting is when we see these players start to pop up on other teams when they come out, too. Because we haven't really had that so many So eight of, of these are labeled necromantic horror. Yeah. So that means we only get two other new star players if they stick with the theme of exactly. 10. So hopefully. And that'll be interesting when that does come out. That to see, instead of a whole bunch of new people, it's just the these people plus... I think what they'll do, since they talk about every one of these, I think they're going to retcon that. I think by the time that comes out, we're going to see some different star players. And you might see... 
I don't know. Maybe we just see 14 players for... <laughs> I can't imagine they're going to do that. Can you imagine though half the book just being the same stuff with just two new star players? And they copy and paste all these backgrounds? Maybe they put them together with another team that doesn't need its own fluff? I don't know who that would be. Okay. I'm just saying if the formats no, stay you're the right. same... Now, it I might, don't know why they just didn't do it now. It might not be from three years from now. Yeah. So it might not matter. You know what That's I mean? That's true. But I just think it's interesting. That's yeah. all. That's I it. agree. Yeah. But I really struggle with the old guy who says, I have miniatures for these. Mm-hmm. I liked Sekteth as a undead star player. I'm going to miss him. I want to use my hack and slash model. I'm going to miss him. But you know what? I'm glad I got to play him at Nuffling because yeah. at least now I've got to use that model. And I have two, and one of them looks like Ghost Rider. So it <laughs> fits true. for Bryce the Splice Campbell as it well. It fits perfectly. <laughs> so, all right. So there's that. Uh, we have the chat with the rat uh, interview. And then we go into the Champions of Death, how it talks about the, the background of the team. We got a Hall of Fame uh, Champions of Death team as well. I just think it's kind of neat. And this Sekteth, or what is it, Sekmeth? <laughs> Met, Sekmeth. Yeah. The seventh, the mummy, his stats are very similar to the old star player. Juggernaut, mm-hmm. Mighty Blow, Regen, Stand Firm, very similar. But different positional. Um, but yeah, I like seeing these old teams that they have in here. There's been some interesting things in the fluff, too. Because they mention in one of the places the first human empire. So they kind of mention that the mummies come from our time. Yeah, if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. But then they also talk about how there were previous Blood Bowl leagues thousands of years ago Which, that Ram Tut played in. Right. So, so I don't know what that means. Yeah, I, I remember them saying that too, and I was like, huh. That kind of bugged me. So I don't know if that, in the universe, I don't know if they are confused thinking that nowadays football is Blood Bowl so maybe Ram Tut was a football player that, like, slightly in the future, that gets mummified. I don't even. I don't even like to think of it as that. I think this Earth in that timeline is whatever. I like to think that it was a civilization. They yeah. did the forty k thing. It all crumbled and the gates crashed and all the chaos gates crashed. And then we get the old world. And whatever, maybe back then they played some type of Blood Bowl. I don't know. But I just, I just, it was confusing. Yeah, I just don't like the idea of prior Blood Bowl. I don't know if they know exactly. And maybe they should keep it vague. Maybe. I mean. But if there's Blood Bowl like before the, the, the finding of the Tome of Nuffle, that just is weird. Well, that, that was football, though. So maybe they're just calling football. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is yeah. If, if that is the case, then that's fine, but that means that Ram Tut is a football player. Well, he could have been. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just putting that out like, there. Um, that's interesting. You know, Robert Griffin the Third, and they just called him Rammy, and then it changed to Ram Tut. Sure. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, you, you care too much. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, they offer, under the mummy section, they mention Sokher, S-O-C-K-H-E-R, and they called him Soccer Mummy. So I don't know if that is a play on Soccer Moms. 
<laughs> or shock the monkey. Shock the monkey. Yeah. Soccer mommy. I'm probably, probably reaching. Soccer moms? That's what I guess. It's just such a weird. Or maybe it's neither. It might just, just be nothing. Anything. Just like the whole file. Anyways, island. the fluff is really good. Yeah. Um, then we go into star player profiles. We have Ramteth Third. It goes through all his stuff. Um, see, here's another thing where like I really like this art yeah. of Ramteth Third, but I also like the old third or fourth edition model. Yeah. Of that look too. Yes. I like actually. <laughs> I feel terrible for saying this. I almost like both renditions better than the old mummy with just a shoulder pad from second edition. Because mm-hmm. this feels like a ram tut. I don't like there that he's got green energy coming from his mouth. Well, he's just screaming. Me- Why does he have energy coming from his mouth? He's really powerful, Steve. Or does he not have the back of his head and we're just seeing the background because the background's <laughs> the same color? I don't know, dude. Either, either way, I don't like that, that choice. I gotcha. Just being nitpicky. So we got um, Ram Tut career highlights. And then we go into Dirt from the Dugout. And then we go into Gretchen Vokter or whatever her name is. Right. Um, then we go into The Quick and the Dead, which is the how to set up, how you should play if you do play Undead. Yes. Yeah, it's nice to have new artwork inside the magazine, I must mm-hmm. say. Um then of course it goes in. There's a the strategy is really good for if you want to pick up undead. The article by Joe Manji. Um, I mean, it's Joe Manji, so it's always going to be good. <laughs> well, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and really, as somebody who's played undead and I'm done semi-successful with him, I never set up like this. And he's probably right that this is the best way to start off in some ways. I played undead one time and I hated it. I understand. But I just but did I, poorly. I never just put zombies on the front and yeah. then walk the mummies up. I thought, well, if you're going to commit all these guys to my mummies, go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, waste your time. But so. then they do, and they knock them down, and they're gone. Yeah. And this also shows a close-up of this like spectral field, which is really awesome. Yeah. Um, then we go into another uh, split star player spotlight of Grail Bloodsucker, which is pretty cool. Uh, they really send home the message that, like, ghouls are not undead people. Yeah, I thought that was very interesting. They're drawn that... towards necromancers because they want to feed off the flesh. And they're also descendants of the original ghouls. So, like, they're their own race. Which then means that at some point in the past, ghouls got it on. So, it's ghouls gone wild. Ghouls gone... You were waiting for that. Mm-hmm. It's just setting it up. <sighs> but it is in the fluff that they... the. Ghouls now are a descendant of those old ones. So then we have Ivan the Animal Death Shroud. See right here, Steve? Yeah. What a rush. Huh. That's a very cool WWE reference. They talk about his old team and stuff and then how he went on. Um, Then we have the Rising Stars, the lesser known undead stars, which is just a smaller, brief little profile on all the rest of the star players, which I think is always neat. So, interesting tidbit. The, mm-hmm. the dwarf guy. Uh-huh. He's 5'1". That seems tall for a dwarf. Well, maybe that's why he's such a proficient passer. Okay, so he's a tall dwarf. I'm good with that. Yeah, maybe dwarves in the new version are, are the really So, anybody over 5 is like, you're exceptional. You've got to go play Blood Bowl. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, they're not going to take the short dwarfs. It's like 6'10 guys. It's like, okay, you're going to go play basketball. 
you know there's some short dwarves who like sneak on with the halflings and they're like that's pretty tough for a halfling he's like uh sure that's how they get the juggernaut skill <laughs> that's how <they laughs> just get one it. halfling with juggernaut you're like ah look at me when he has guard he's really a dwarf mm-hmm. uh we have coffin corner where they do the little jokey things about people dot who are dead um I kind of like this, though. It's, I do, too. It's fun. I wish they'd actually give a real address so we can send stuff in. Yeah, and just in case they got some cool stories. Yeah, why not just take submissions? So, the next part I'm going to talk about is, like, I get why it's in here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cool that they do it for every race, but I don't want it for every race. Okay. They talk about the, basically, the wizards. Yeah. Or the extra, like, team member what am i thinking coaching staff coaching staff the yeah the extra staff that you can hire for your team and they come up with some crazy spells and stuff like there's a side of me who wants them to have different spells because it makes it fun and unique yeah so i understand why they add it but for example when we just had our last league there was times where i'm thinking like oh i could do this and hire this wizard for this reason, or play mm-hmm. this team so I can milk this inducement. But it's not really fair because nobody knows about it. Yeah. Or I feel like it's not fair. It is fair because they should have the books or whatever, and they're just going to have to trust us. It's a little bit of power creep, that whole idea of, well, if you want to get the most out of your team, you've got to have the spikes so that you know what your wizard does. But I feel like it only it helps the four teams that it, you know, has yeah. these out. Yeah. So. Plus. Um, so first off, brings in the uh, Igor, not Igor. What? Yeah, the talks Igor, about, the mortuary yeah, assistants. Yeah, mortuary assistants. Yeah, I guess they are still called Igors. So that's cool. They bring them in, and then we get to the wizard and the spells. And it's a, this is a good section because if you do have a special team rule, explains it here. I might say because yeah. this explains like if you kill a character, you immediately get a zombie. Yeah, you absolutely. Have a, you know. This team is not really run by a coach, but it's a it's a run by the necromancer. Necromancer, yeah, so, I yeah, like all so that. So we get and it talks about the Igor and explains that it's a reroll. Nothing's changed there, but then we get the sports necro third. Is that how you yeah thirds? Yeah. Okay. Like thaumaturgy, which is a type of magic. Okay. Sports wizard. Yeah. Undead wizard. Let's talk about the second spell first. Okay. Second spell first. Reading these. I think they're both really powerful. They're both powerful. I think they're both really powerful. Yeah. And I know how you think the first one's super powerful. Mm-hmm. I think the second one might be more game-changing. More and more oh, I thought about yeah. the s- scenario for this. So um, this is still 150k in inducements or money that you had to spend. Yeah. Which... It's not insignificant. You never get that much unless you're brand new and playing it against really experienced people. Yeah, but you can have bank because you guys don't die. You can't have bank. So this is one way that undead teams could spend their money finally. So Mm -hmm. that's one thing. So Okay, so we're going to go to the second one. This one's called... uh, Dance of the Macabre. (laughs) Yeah, it has a big long name, but it's basically Dance of the Macabre. Um, Cast at the start of any of your turns before any player performs an action roll a d6 on a three plus so you only fail on a one or two all skeletons and zombie players on the pitch gain plus one movement plus one agility and plus one armor until the start of your next turn i think that's huge because how many scenarios have we been in not often but i guess there's been scenarios where like you go 
man, if this guy could move one more, or I need to throw a pass with this skeleton to a this zombie, and if I make all those rolls, I can go for it and make it in. Yeah. This would make it a little bit easier. It makes you play more skeletons. I think... I, I think if I had 150, though, I think I would definitely take this wizard over, like, taking an undead star player. Yes, absolutely. Because both these, so with the Nurgle one that had, like, the plants and all this stuff, th- these are both two really good Yeah, spells. these are both really, really good. I think they're both good. Yeah, I'll agree with that. All right, I'm going to hand this over to you, and I'm going to let you talk Okay. about the other spell. So, the other spell is... Incorporeal. Cast at the start of any of your opponent's turn before any player performs an action. Target any opposition player. On a 3+, it becomes strangely incorporeal. The player gains the no-hand skill and will immediately drop the ball if it was carrying it, causing it to bounce once. Additionally, the player loses their tackle zones. Incorporeal lasts until the start of your opponent's next turn. 150k. Now remember... We got rid of already of the old wizard with the fire with the lightning bolt. There's no lightning bolt anymore. It's just a fireball. Okay. So this is an automatic ball drop on a three plus. This okay. is the only spell. This is the only thing in the game besides probably a card out there. But it's the only thing in there that causes an automatic turnover. But it's still a thirty three percent chance that misses. Yeah. I give you that, but if you can cause someone to drop the ball to where they can't score, it's pretty game breaking. And it's- yeah, I just—I mean, they can lose tackle zone, so you can get into a cage easy. There's a lot of things about it I just don't like. I didn't think about it from the point that you could do the end of a cage and then just break on in there. Let me look at the timing again. Yeah, it's at the start of any opponent's turn. And it'll last until... If it's the start of their turn, though... Yeah. They're immediately going to drop the ball. Yeah. And then they can move their character out of the way, and then go move somebody else to go try to pick it up. If they can. But if you have a really good ball handler, and you're stalling, or you know, you're exactly nine squares away, and you've got a guy with you know sure feet or something, there's a lot of things... I just don't like it. I don't like the chance of an automatic drop. The wizards all have some type of spell that are pretty like, if this works, it can, in the right scenario, it'd be super helpful. They're helpful, but this seems overly so. Okay. Because to me, that's what the old wizard was. It was 150, you took it, and if someone broke away, you zapped them. That was it. Yeah, that's true. Now, I don't know. In practice, it might not be that big of a deal, but it just feels it to me. Okay, that's fair. And if you could target someone who didn't have the ball, I mean, it could still be the issue because then you could target their ball handler, you could target, you know, receiver, all that stuff. And imagine, like, having that wizard and, you know, you have a whole bunch of guys clumped up with some guys with tentacles like a beast and Nurgle. You just mm-hmm. make him and Corporal and then you... I mean, I'm assuming that would take away a tackle zone, so yeah. you can break away without any problem. So, Yeah, but you can't do anything until the next turn because it's on the beginning of their turn. Oh, that's true. 
the beginning of their turn. So maybe Did, it's maybe that does it last on until the end of their turn or end of the next beginning of the next turn? Why don't you check that? So I thought it was the beginning of the next turn. Yeah, it loses their tackle zones. Incorporeal lasts until the start of your opponent's next turn. Okay. So it can help you because you can get around people. I think the timing of it, since it, it happens on their turn, it gives them a chance to still recover it. It can. It really does. But makes it not as bad as we think. It's still going to suck. Yeah. But so does a fireball when it works. True. I mean, anytime that stuff. Anyways. I don't know. All these special wizards are like kind of cool, but I don't know. It's just a lot. The good news is we're getting a lot of great information. The bad news is we got to keep a track of a lot of books. We have a lot of options that are available to us, but right. we kind of just wish we could just go. No, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was some magic about the old rules being in one document at one time for a while. Also, the fact that you could just get the rules, because now you can't even get rules. No. I don't know why we've gone this long and there's not just, hey, here's a rule pack. For anybody to buy. Here's a loose leaf, $10, $15 loose, you know, rules right. pack for the base game. You don't have to go buy the full game. I mean, there's... They're selling them on eBay for $25, 30 That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. So to wrap up the magazine that's great, we have another comic by Pete Nifton. Yeah. It's always good. It's always fun. I really, like, really dig in his, like, current style. Mm-hmm. Well, it also helps that now he knows it's not going to be colored. <laughs> well, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a big difference. For sure. Um Really enjoy those. If anything, they're not long enough. Yeah. I wish they were like two more pages long, even for a strip in the in the magazine. It's almost like it'd be awesome if he did an own, his own comic. That would be awesome. Like a Blood Bowl comic. That would be awesome. Like maybe if it was in 1987. Well, well maybe. It'd be kind of cool. Like that same vein. Yeah. Should we wrap this up and go to the next segment? No. I well, oh. Before we go to the next segment, okay. I really want to... Buy the Spike magazine, folks. Yeah, if you don't buy anything else, buy that. You're missing out on some great background fluff. As an old guy, like I said, I'm torn because I want my old star players around. But I went through the same thing when second edition, third edition happened. You know, it's like, oh, I missed this guy. And at the same time, that's what made those guys special because we got to live in the moment, Mm -hmm. use them, and move on. I kind of like the idea of... When these come out, we just get rid of the old stars and only use the new ones. As much as there's some it would star feel players that I really would miss. Like, I love Zara the Slayer. Yeah. I just like the idea behind her. I but, love the model. Yeah, absolutely. I love the model. I think it's one of the best, it is one of the best models, models they've ever done. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think I'm at the point where... You would never take her over, Carla. Even if you knew you were going against an undead team... No, I don't think you take right. Rome Carla. You're probably right. I mean, but as an old guy, I think I'm starting <sighs> to lean on the side That's of saying. Sh- sorry. That's who they should have put in this in as a star player. A dead Zara. Oh, that would be cool. An undead Amazon that'd called cool. Zara. <laughs> and just have it be that she was killed and she was resurrected. Because it talks about bringing back old stars and everything. Oh, that would be cool. They still might for there's your idea, folks, for the necromantic team. Yeah, it could be. There you <laughs> go. There you go, Mr. Whore. Mm-hmm. 
JTY. Um, it, this is a wonderful thing. This is by far the best thing that GW has put out for Blood Bowl. For sure. Great art, great stories. There's no great art inside. It's just layout and the appeal of it. It's perfect. I read everything about it. They give you the, they show you the new models. They name the new models. Everything. There's a little team of legendary. It's it's just amazing. I and if it was longer, I'd be happy. Yeah. But I, I cannot say this enough because every time new product comes out, there's a lot of stuff I like, and these no matter even if I complain. Well worth the money. You should definitely, definitely buy these. Don't wait for the almanac. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. It's just so. cool to have them on the shelf, too. It really is cool. Because I had to go pull one down the other day to check something, and I was like, oh, kind of neat. I, I, I know. As, as the collection now, before it was like, I have two of these, mm-hmm. and now it's like, ooh, we're on issue four. You know. And <laughs> so these are, these are amazing. And, man, I think about old Scott, little young Scott. Yeah. Well, we had the Star Player book and the campaign book. If we would have had this magazine like every three months, like this. Yeah. It'd be and, awesome. And honestly, the old magazine was really good, too. It was just I wasn't living in that moment. Like mm-hmm. that. I didn't know they even did that at the time because I was in college and stuff. So Yeah. But oh, this, these are magical. So great. Go out and buy these, support these, and I'll sh- finally shut up talking about it. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, we'll be back with the next segment shortly. Hey, Steve. Hey, Scott. You know what would be awesome? It sounds like a like we're leading into an ad on all those <laughs> podcasts I listen to. <laughs> Me undies. <laughs> Me undies. My Grundies. Is that like a sexual thing? Me undies. It's underwear. Oh. You for... can buy nice underwear, like your your boba socks or whatever. Uh huh. They have underwear like that. Ooh, I bet that. Oh, I, can't, I can't get into. Nice People underwear. love it, but yeah, it's expensive. Okay. So Anyways, you were saying? Hey, Steve. Wouldn't yes, it be no. cool if there was a comic from 1987 that was Blood Bowl related? Sure, would have been. Maybe Wonder- like if Pete Nifton did the art and a fellow friend wrote it. Yeah, someone like Mark Gascon. Yeah, Gascon. That, that would be awesome. Should have figured out how to name his how to say his name, huh? Well, you should have asked him when you talked to him. I think it's Mark Gascon. So, folks, what Steve's trying to tell you is we're not going to tell you how, but we have a. Proposal script. Tell you how Pete Nifton sent it to me. Dude, if you do that, you're going to have all the crazy people bother him. And let us just bother him yeah. instead. Well, he bothers me. We can bother him. Okay. We're Fair friends enough. now. We've been talking for years. That's true. As weird as that is, yes, we've been talking for years now. That is true. We have been talking to him for years. So I was talking with Pete one time, and we were talking about comics and talking about... Um, He's doing, he's trying to do a strip, another strip in the magazine or something along those lines, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know, it'd be really cool if they did another Blood Bowl comic. And I pitched some ideas, just, we're just kind of going back and forth. And he's like, well, you know, there was supposed to be one back in 87. I go, what? He goes, yeah, I think I still have the script around here somewhere. I'm like, I would love to see that. He goes, well, next time I fire up the printer, I'll send it to you. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, he doesn't. You know, it goes a little while, a few days pass. and Sure. We get to talk about other things. I don't want to bug him, so I don't be like, hey, can you? did you ever get that done? 
So then in the mail, I get this package. I'm like, who's this from? And it's from England. Lo and behold, Pete sent me the, the script. And it's a full-on breakdown and script for issue one of the Blood Bowl comic in 1987. Yes. That was never picked up. I know. It makes me so sad. <laughs> it would have been cool. So, the, reading through the script, Steve, and I guess we can... I don't even know how we're so going to start here. Let's start with the background. Okay. okay. So... Pete sent this to me. I thought I read it. It was awesome. Showed it to you. You read it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, well, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. Is that cool? He goes, yeah, that's fine. Just make sure you mention Mark Gascon's name. And again, if I'm saying it wrong, I apologize, but I don't know. And I just make sure you mention that he's the one that wrote it. I go, yeah, that's fine. I was like, huh, I wonder if I can get some information from him. So I messaged him. He's like, yeah, just send me an email. So I sent him an email and he replied. I'll just go ahead and read the whole thing. Okay, sure. So this is his reply, verbatim. Thanks for all the detail. A dim memory begins to crawl out of the darkest, dustiest corners of the aging brain pan. I don't have a copy of the script to myself. It was almost certainly typed on a crude old Amstrad word processor, so lost to obsolescent file formats some decades ago. If you ever fancy scanning it, I'd love a digital copy, which I did. I sent it to him. And then... I was one of four staff members who relocated from the original Games Workshop London headquarter when the original role-playing business was bought by its miniature subsidiary, Citadel, and moved up north here to Nottingham, where he still lives. So, if you don't know, Games Workshop used to just be like an RPG business, right? Mm -hmm. And then they had miniatures that were made for the RPGs. And I guess they got popular enough that the miniature company just said, screw it, we're going to buy them. So that's why in the old, on some of the old packages, you'll see Citadel. Sure. And so another of the people who moved up there was my pal Jervis Johnson, then working in the sales team, but with a passion for game design. He was pottering with his prototype fantasy gridiron game, and I ended up as the editor developer. I'm a quirky type, spent a lot of time working on a paranoia supplements. So it was inevitable that I'd use jokey asides to explain rules and add character. Hence the did you knows, Jim and Bob, some of the characters and team names, etc. I did much the same as developer of the first batch of expansions and supplements too. Around the same time, I had been developer on Stephen Hand's unusual solo game Chainsaw Warrior. To help explain the background, near future zombie, zombie portal leads to outbreak, strap on a chainsaw and get to work. I scripted a comic strip that was drawn up by 2000 AD artist Brett Ewins. Ewins? E-W-I-N-S? Ewins? Probably. And included in the box. The final part of the jigsaw was that living in the very next city center apartment to mine was a fantasy and comic book artist named Nifton. Peep, that is. I actually only met him a few weeks after GW decided it was better if I didn't work there anymore. Draws a veil over this, except to note that, of course, I returned ten years later to help found and then run the Black Library for a decade. However, since I kept on freelancing for GW for several years, Pete's path and mine were bound to join in a project sooner rather than later. With those three strands coming together, it was almost inevitable that we would work on a pilot for a Blood Bowl comic. If I recall correctly, the first episode is really an introduction to the game and its world, intended to be a proof of concept. Beyond that, um, nope. Couldn't tell you much more than that without reading a copy to remind me. Well, it was a good 30 years ago. 
Pete and I remain firm friends to this day, and it's wonderful to see him back drawing a Blood Bowl comic for Spike. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know any of that about him. No. Like, I... I and this is probably on us for just not delving deep enough, but to my understanding, it was Jervis's game, and all of it was Jervis. But sounds like he did a lot of the stuff that actually makes Blood Bowl Blood Bowl. Sure. I mean, it's possible. I mean... You know how these things are when you sure. have a creator. I mean, you know, we get into the thing with Stanley that we don't like Stanley as much as a lot of people do mm-hmm. because he took credit for all this stuff. But sure at the did. same time, when you're the boss, at the end of the day, a lot of the credit goes to you and, yeah. and your team. And then eventually the team part falls off and is forgotten. Well, it is important to say that, you know, it's Jervis's game. But yeah, if... Uh, well, Jervis didn't write everything. Exactly. I mean, he just didn't. We don't think about other people being involved. At least I don't. Because we just weren't exposed to it. We were exposed to it as a Jervis Johnson game. I agree with that part, too. We just forget yeah. that there's other people. And, you know, well, and it's like the last segment when we talked about the Spike magazine. Mm-hmm. What upsets me about that is, is oh. we don't get all the all the credit for all the people who do the art right. and stuff like that. Cause I want, I want to know who's doing these things. And I'm pretty, but that's, that comes I down mean, to, it's probably just GW creative. I know, and but it's like, at least Joe Manji and Johnny, the bull who've wrote articles for them, they get some type of credit Yeah, and we know where the knowledge is coming from. Yes. And it's, I don't want to know to knock them. I want to know to follow up on these artists and know more about them. Mm-hmm. So exactly. Anyways though. But yeah, that's interesting. I, I how did you find them? Just Facebook? Facebook. Wow. That's, Facebook's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Reading the script, this was back before Bob and Jim were the Bob and Jim we know it today. Yeah, this was old school Bob and Jim when they were basically the same guy. Right. And that was the humor. It was that all they were the just announcers two talking were the same. heads who yeah. pretty much looked the same. Even in the script, it even talks about these guys look identical except for, you know, maybe their ties or something like that. Yeah, I think it was was the ties that was the only difference. Right. So I, I find, I think that's very interesting. What what it reminded me of is like, when did Jim and Bob become Jim and Bob that we know it? Probably third edition. Maybe It'd so. It'd be interesting to go back because and look. Reading until I read that script, I was like, Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I remember some of those the ads where mm-hmm. it shows those announcers as Jim and Bob. But all my memories of them in second edition, beyond those like ads, I just replaced it as you know, yeah. the ogre and the vampire. Yeah. Which was untrue, obviously. Yeah, sure, <laughs> but that's just how memory works. Right. So the Blood Bowl, I mean, the comic itself is pretty. It's an intro. Yeah, it's that's like, the problem. It is very much just regular intro. These are the first couple of pages of issue number one, and we're going to act like you don't know anything about Blood Bowl or yeah. even this game. It is 100% telling you how the game is played and what it is, which makes sense. So should we just cover this with a broad brush in some yeah. ways? Because we're, we're not, not going to read it verbatim. And I really don't know if I'm allowed to send it to people. So we're, I would say just don't. Although, I mean, I sent it to Mark and I sent well, he, he asked, but he I guess he wrote, wrote it, it. So and it's kind of neat because it has the. He actually broke down the layout of all the comic pages that he wanted to. Right. Which you know is neat. Um. But yeah, it follows the Reichland Reavers. And what I find interesting about this is this is in the early. This had to be 
do you think this is before I Okay, so folks, basically the Reichland Reavers are a bunch it's kind of a mixed good team. Yeah, it's a it's a mixed race team. It's a mixed race team instead of all humans. So which makes me wonder, obviously these guys probably didn't play it as the writer. I, I'm assuming he never played Blood Bowl in the same way that I did as a Blood Bowl player. Or maybe they just didn't care. They wanted to give him more flavor than just a bunch of humans. If this is eighty seven, then this is right around the time of the, when it was the Star Book and the that and that's it has where I was mixed wondering. Teams. It does, and it mentions mixed good teams. Yeah. I believe so. The good not, alignment, but I so, find it interesting for the Reichland Reavers. Yeah. So, for instance, we have. I'll just go through the team listing of the players. Okay. Orlack Sturmdrang, team captain and blitzer, lightly armored, fast runner, tall, blonde, noble, dramatically scarred, dead heroic, but usually overshadowed by. Number two, Griff Oberwald. Second blitzer, a best player on the team. Usually seen diving, leaping, and or kicking someone in the teeth. As featured on page four of Blood Bowl Episode Zero. Spiky hair plus ponytail, earring in left ear. So, this is a product of his time. So, number three, Toshi Yakamanga. Third blitzer, and of a somewhat oriental persuasion... Often plays barefoot or in light slippers, and well known for his kung fu kicks and chops. Slightly shorter than some of the other players, i.e. only 6'4", and looks just a little bit Japanese. He's also a bald head, save for the top knot, and never, ever, ever smiles, grasshopper. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, We got number four, Vaz Vaztec, defensive hulk. Big, brainy, brutish, and not at all pleasant. Comes from outer Siberia or somewhere where he wrestled bears for relaxation. Then we have Zug, number five. This is interesting. Defensive Hulk, even bigger than Vaztec. Could be an ogre or a small storm giant. Like most members of his race, he has pointy ears and small tusks and usually affects a discreet mohawk. See, this makes me question when the timing was. Because second edition, in the artwork and in the profile, from what I remember, Zug's just a giant human. And even in the artwork. I remember seeing someone with the, the tusks. Was I'll that have to ogre? check. I don't, ha- I don't have it with me. Yeah. We can follow up if we're wrong. But I swear the player profile for Zug... Well, we certainly don't see Zug with tusks anymore. Well, for sure. <laughs> uh, number six... Thorn Thorinbar, third defense player, a dwarf, and a rather large round solid one at that. Specialty, headbutting taller players in Cod the Peace with his spiked and horned helmet. <laughs> Stocky, stunty, and bearded, a psychopath Yosemite Sam, perhaps. Um, seven, Casper Backlush, ace thrower and thus slightly armored, a dark, swarthy guy who often wears a gypsy scarf rather than a helmet. Also wears scarves around various parts of his gear. Prefers the company of sheep, incidentally, but that's hardly going to come out in the strip now, is it? <laughs> so, a little bit of gypsy hate, I guess? I don't know. Kind of gay gypsy hate? I don't know. Um, number eight, Abdel El Quran, Sprightly catcher, one of the best leapers in the league. Often found jumping off other players' shoulders to get the catch. 
fined last season for illegal use of a genie servant in a championship match. Weird and mysterious and just a bit Middle Eastern in his looks. So a genie. This is usually just when they were just throwing anything at the wall. I, I still... If second edition had come out and they had all that fluff written in there, I don't know if we get this concept unless he just said, like, I'm going to throw a team out there. And they said, well, the Reichland Reavers are our most popular one. So let's you, you can do it, but name them the Reichland Reavers. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because this doesn't feel like the Reichland Reavers. No, not at all. In any way, shape, or form of second edition, except for Griff and Zug in some form. That's I why I just question to... when this was kind of written. Yeah. Like, we're going to come out with this game. Let's do some things. And they had some concepts on paper, but not like solid printed yet. Yeah. Like, if this is 87, sense. but it could have easily been written late 86, and Blood Bowl just came out. So, right. No idea. It's, it's very interesting. Um, nine, Henny Himmelstein. The old man of the team played at number nine for decades. Quiet, grim, but with a wry smile and a twinkly eye when the team does something well. A real old trooper and has the scars to show it. Number ten, Aspen Oakstem. Token elven player and a bit of a Nancy. Tall and slender with traditional pointy ears and flowing locks. Often takes too much time with the ball and is usually the target for everyone's abuse. See, this is all second edition elves were yeah. like little fancy lads who cared about their looks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But they were awesome players, but they were, you know, sassy and just and, like he's. And finally, number 11, Petra Dam Kempf. Not the, not the token woman and never seen in chainmail bikini. Oh, sweet innovation. A realistic woman. How will the kids cope? Fought her way onto the team and stays there by good play. A sort of hot lips from MASH character. Soft and steely at one time and the same time with a vicious right hook. So, it's funny that he brings up hot lips from MASH. Yeah. And this shows our age, but you watched MASH. Isn't this kind of like ragtag group, kind of a serious but comedic group with yeah. all the different races and stuff? I just And that's just kind of a general intro anything and unfortunately that could be part of the reason why it didn't get picked up where it's just kind of this is nothing that interesting it feels very 80s to me yeah that is for sure just and a little bit of everything thrown I together. Wish we had this oh of course um as i said we're not going to go through the actual comic but it does give a breakdown of what he expected it to be initially each episode will feature that week's game jim and bob look at one particular aspect of the game in more detail and, from episode two, the more serious subplots, the politics of running a Blood Bowl team, money, team takeovers, stars getting too big for their book, boots, etc. As the subplots get more complicated, stories and matches will stretch over three or four parts. It really was the, the script for the next umpteen pages. is really introducing the sport like it was a... Or, not the sport, but... Yeah. Well, the game... If you were picking that for the first time, you'd be learning the game as yeah, well. Yeah, it is very much like they're just hosting a sports show with highlights right. of, you know, this is so-and-so. Look at him hit that guy and look at him catch the ball. And he's went over the goal line, so he scores. And right. He, he's going to try his heroic leap. Oh, he gets it. Yeah. Touchdown. So 
Episode 1 would be the rules of the game. The team and the game are introduced, as we said. Episode 2, manager trouble. The worst job in sport and subplot start. Episode 3, about the fans. Spam heads from around the globe. So I guess spam heads are the name of fans, which is interesting. Episode 4, women. The Petra Dam Kempf story. And then episode 5 through 7, interestingly enough, Reichland Reavers versus Champions of Death. Life and Death in the NAF football. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat. It just all ties back together. Yeah, this is pretty awesome. So it was amazing to get. Um, this whole episode is like pull Scott from the past yeah. and show him all these things and watch him just go crazy. Yeah, this is um, It's just very cool. It would have been awesome if it happened. Uh, I, I still think it'd be cool, like, if you just went through, if you, you know, had a ton of time and actually plotted it out and drew it, like he says. Oh, yeah. I should do that. Yeah. Okay. Sure. You got plenty of time. Yeah. Plenty. Yeah. If, if we had more time to do stuff, you know. I'm in like a bad art phase. Like, I've actually tried to, like, go sketch every now and then. Yeah. And I feel like I can't draw anything. So this would be a bad timing. Like, I feel like I can't even believe that. We need to get you some LSD. <laughs> Is that what I need? Yeah. Just Holy start daily Lord. dosing you. Is that what, like, Steve Ditko used and stuff? Oh, probably, yeah. Based so, on his work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Jim Starlin and all those guys. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're going to get some LSD. Steranko, for sure. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steranko, yeah. Just those old shield covers. Yeah, that's, that's LSD. That's some good stuff back in the day. It's still good, actually. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fairly good. So that guy was pretty pretty amazing. At the time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, this is re- really neat. I'm glad we got our hands on it. I can't believe we have our hands on it. I can't believe you talked to the, the original writer. And um, I said, it's just, I want to know exactly, like, this is April. And this is what we thought Blood Bowl was going to be like. We had the... Yeah. We know the rules were in stone. We were working on the fluff, but this was our proposal. And then in May, they put some different people on the team yeah. to come up with their own fluff. And so we didn't go with this. I, I would love like exact timing. Or if this is one of those deals where, like, oh, yeah, the game's already started, but we were going to take it this direction. Just to see, like, if this did get okayed. Maybe what direction would the game have gone? It is interesting that in a lot of the media of the game, it doesn't adhere to the strict structure that the game does. Right. So, like, the comic doesn't adhere to team creation. Sure. The, I think the new comics didn't either. I'm trying to remember. But, like, the books didn't. Oh, there, they're really loose. There was a tree to... on a human team and all that stuff. So the way that we think like races work together, I think that's just kind of a starting guideline. And then in the reality, you can do whatever you want. Well, I think it's more of a game balance mechanic from a game well, standpoint. Of course, yeah. The world mechanic, I think a Blood Bowl team's a Blood Bowl team. Yeah. It's just this is a human team because they started an outdoor outdoor for whatever. Right. And, and then, oh, they happen to join up with a dwarf and they happen to right. join up with a dark elf. The, the reason they let a half orc on there is because he's not so violent that they don't mm-hmm. want to kill him. Whereas, you know, you know, 
Yeah. There's a Skaven who wants to gnaw at their feet, so that's why they won't have him on the team. But if he yeah, was you're not civilized take a goblin. and you know, rescued, then they would let that crazy little Skaven on the human team or whatever. So then again, that makes sense of like the good versus the bad, because the good teams have the good goals right, right. and everything. The bad teams, whatever. Sure. Anyways, good stuff, Steve. I, uh, thank you, Pete, for sending this. To, yeah, absolutely. I'll never get it unless Steve dies. But when right. he does, I'm going to come over here and rat some things out of his house before sure. I call the police to say it. Oh, as he you died should. Self-affixing himself while he's masturbating. No, that will never happen. Why? You got it worked out really well that you don't get, mm. get even close. Not a thing that I would ever even try. Really? No. I, oh, your grand Not is telling it. me right now that nope. you are lying. Not at all. How many times did you have to do it before you found out it's not your thing? I had to do it I'm negative one. I'm talking about this because we're talking about undead this whole well, that's episode. How David De- that's how Fox Mulder dies. What? There's an episode of X-Files with uh, a, a fortune teller. Uh-huh. And they come to find out she actually does see the future. And he asks her, so, how do I die? And she goes, do you really want to know? He goes, yeah. Autoerotic asphyxiation. And as a kid or a younger adult, I was like, the hell? This is a very weird pool that they did. Hmm. Okay. So she might have been lying, but still. You just ruined the X-Files for me. I was about to go back and watch them all. Oh, they're pretty bad. Are they now? I, I know we're going on a tangent. Like I stopped watching them after they had some guy crawl into someone else's body and eat the cancer. Oh, okay. Um, so that was like the last couple seasons, and then the first movie was good, and I heard the other one sucked. Oh, okay. And the new relaunch, I didn't even bother. Yeah, I remember the movie being pretty good at the time. Yeah. But I can't tell you anything about it now. Not a single bit. So, All right, well, I guess if we're talking about X-Files, we are done with <laughs> this file about the old X-Files comic of Blood Ooh, Bowl. that works. Let's see how that works. Uh, if you'd um, like some more information about it, um, good luck. It's not out there, but you can ask me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I have it, I, I really think it's interesting though the the Reichland Reavers of all teams, they're a mixed race team. Yeah, it blew my mind reading it. I was like, this ain't right. What what are they doing? Zuck doesn't have pointed ears. <laughs> it is interesting. So, all right, we're gonna wrap this episode up. We're gonna come back with some shoutouts and send you home for Christmas. Okay, last week, or last time, we wrapped this up pretty early because we started at, like, what, noon? And it's now almost one in the morning because, because, just because, it's late. Because it's late. It's just what we do. So I don't even understand what you were just saying. Last time we recorded, it was noon. Yeah, we actually had an early start time last time. Okay. I'm just letting people know that it's late now. Why is it like, oh. Uh, because you didn't get over until freaking 9.30 night. Dude, I had to see an amazing movie. Yeah, I guess. I just put kids to bed. I got a busy life. I know you do. It sucks. Like, every time we have a day, it never goes according to plan. Yeah. Like, ever. But luckily, we're almost done, so it's just shout-out time. Yeah, let's do this. Okay. So, 
he's anticipating me yelling. We have to. I mean, it's just what happens. It's because Steve was telling me, giving me some notes before we started this segment, and I started just yelling out, shout out, and he goes, we're not recording. And I didn't believe him, and then I found out we really weren't recording. Yeah. So. Um, first shout out. Shout outs! There we go. Oh, that was a terrible one. Actually, I, th- I like that better because it uh, is almost shout at the devil. Oh. Shout. Shout. <laughs> shout at the devil. Um, shout outs! That one's, yeah, that one's okay. less shout at the devil. Mark and Pete, thank them both of them for sending the Blood Bowl comic. Big thanks to Matthew Wyatt, who wants the NIT rules. I guess he was li- listening to some old episodes and yeah. we, us talking about it. I so, guess it was like episode two. So I haven't officially sent him those. So Matt, if you hear this, <laughs> you need to re-email us or or me personally and get on my butt. It's still in the email as unread. So oh, okay. It should be easy to find. But it's been read. But yes, yes, those rules are great. I'll gladly send you those. I still have my home. I just got to. I just got to do it. Yeah. So. Uh, shout out to Alex Wormall of Water Bowl, sending him some stuff for his tournament. He's going to send us some stuff from Oklahoma Bowl. Cool. If anybody would like to send some stuff for Oklahoma Bowl for us to give away, please let us know. We'll gladly take it. Yeah, it's a good way to advertise your tournament because you send something and then we talk about it like this is coming up and then... And we should buy the... The website is just waiting for me to do the final button press, basically, and it's going live. Okay, so dot com is going to have a giant new. It should be update. ready by the first of next year. Oh, absolutely! It should be ready. I'm hoping in like two days. Okay. Well, so we'll by see. the time this is up, go to oklahomabowl.com and hopefully it'll be ready. Okay, fair enough. Uh, shout out once again to Colin, who was one, the gamer who we met up at Tabletop Games. Shout out to all the crew at Tabletop Games. I did not. I don't know their names personally. Yeah. There was like four guys. They were like super helpful, but not bugging you, which is ama- the perfect combo. I, I love that. Yeah. If you have a question, they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll help you, but they're not going to bug you. They gave you that. Do you need help finding anything? Nope. And they leave you alone. So it was awesome. Great store. If I was in the Kansas City area, I'd probably shop there all the time. So makes sense. Uh, shout out to the staff at the Citadel and all the players that I played with at the tournament. It was a great time. Went very well. Hopefully in the future, we're going to do some more and just keep it rocking. You can say what you want, and then I can just put it in. Actually, you know what? Just throw throw a shout out for Winter Wizards Bowl at Grognards in Roselle, Illinois, um, in the in the shout outs. Say that I forgot to mention it. They don't need to hear my voice again. No. Okay. We'll, we talked we'll for damn near an hour. We're going to do a shout out, <laughs> and Steve can insert it. In where we go, and we got a shout out from Jeffro who says, and then he'll just insert your voice. Oh, <laughs> it's meta. Oh, shout out to Michael Brownstone Lewis who ran Critter Bowl. It went smoothly, even though there's only four of us. But sometimes some of your best tournaments can happen that way, and it was. Me and Jen had a great time. It gave us a great excuse to get away. Thanks to Joe for. Letting us give him free money. I don't know how to think of it, but yeah. it was always a pleasure to see him. Um, Michael Lewis is moving away from us, so it was. Yeah, that's. I really wanted to go because another of that. big shout out to just. It feels while Michael's not been on the podcast like a ton, 
he always feels like I always feel like we're like a triad. Like since so many people have yeah. stopped traveling to Blood Bowl tournaments, mm-hmm. when we travel, it seems like most of the time he's there. So it's like Scott, Michael, and Steve. Yeah, Scott, Very Michael, much so. and Steve. Scott, Michael, and Steve. And I feel like I'm kind of losing that. And I was like. It's it like did, a brother it, going off to college. It didn't dawn on me totally until like he was leaving the hotel when me and, after we played board games. And I was like, oh, this realistically is the last time I see him. And then he's moving to Utah. And I'm not going to see him again until we do another tournament. Mm-hmm. And that was, even though I don't go to Tulsa like every other weekend to see him, the option was always there. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get invited to his birthday. That's true. And go we'll up get and invited. play games with he some won't. of his friends. <laughs> but that's because it was two hours away. And now yeah. it's going to be 16 hours away. And yeah. it's just, it's sad. Yeah. I, I'm really territorial to my friends that I'd like to hang out with just in general. So sure. it's one of the reasons why I haven't ever moved away probably is because I like that connection. So anyways, it's sad to see you go, Michael. Um, I'm sure I know you plenty of times when we go on the road, but at the same time, I know you love me and I love you and I'm gonna miss you and, um, big shout out to you. Yeah. And he's probably finally going to make us have to go to Utah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, man, I don't know if I can totally resist not just having the excuse to go out that way. So, so like, it's not going to happen this year. So maybe next year. But if that's where it permanently sits down on. It will not shock me if we just travel out that way. Yeah, so. we'll go. We wanted to get out to Rocky Mountain Rampage anyways, just to see Brian too. True. But now, yes. And Michael's just going to get better because now he's playing against... Oh, I know he will. He's going to be playing against all the better coaches <laughs> and even be better. So Yeah. But um do you have any other shots? No, I think that's it. Since this is close to Christmas, I just want to tell everybody... Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Whether you buy a lot of presents or no presents, whether you celebrate it for the reason for the season or just because you want to buy stuff, just have a good time and be good to people. We missed Hanukkah and then Kwanzaa. I don't don't think anyone pays attention to. But I'm sure there are other holidays coming up. Oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Anyways, as a typical American, I really enjoy the Thanksgiving Christmas season. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because in general, for whatever reason, maybe it's because people have the excuse to buy stuff. Mm Because I know everybody buys a little bit of stuff for themselves. Oh, I'm in line buying stocking stuffers. I'm going to get this for me or whatever. Everybody generally seems happier. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know if it's because we have the excuse now that we don't have to be total adults. And we can just buy whatever we want. Could also be that it gets colder, so more people stay indoors, so we see less people. <laughs> well, I don't know. I got out today just to get a few oh, no. random things, and yeah. I'm like, hell no. I got This is why I do Christmas shopping early. Where we live is actually pretty nice. It's very locate, you know, very close to the highway, very close to main streets. However, it's hell right now. It is hell right now it because we just leaving the addition is onto the main thoroughfare of more. <sighs> Where all the shops are. It's hell. And, yeah. I took my children last night. They wanted to go to Five Below and spend some of their own money. Nice. Out of their savings to buy a few gifts for their friends. Yeah. And I kept trying to, like, discourage that at the same time I was thinking, well, it was their money. And that really is a good thing that they're 
starting to kind of take a step that direction. Yeah. Um, so I let them spend up to $40 at five below because they went to my dad's during the summer and worked for oh, 40. Okay. I wasn't going to let them blow all their birthday money that they had yeah. savings, but I gave them a budget and my oldest daughter went a little bit over that and I made her come down. I said, this is what you're going to have to learn. You know, mm-hmm. when daddy, daddy loves buying Christmas, but I don't have X amount of money. What are you going to do to you know change things? Should have gone Dollar Tree. Uh, she said that today. <laughs> when we stopped by, she's like, man, we should have just came here. But anyways, um, yes, it was hell. We waited probably, tw- we waited 25 minutes today at Dollar Tree to get like a few things. Oh, I, I went to Dollar Tree night, the other day to get something. I was just like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no. If you're not going at 10 in the morning or something, Yeah, it's no. crazy. But anyways, everybody be good to other people. Yeah. If you can help out others, do it and just be thankful because I got, I know there's people out there in the world that don't have a lot, but personally, I don't know them. I mean, a lot of people I know are very, <laughs> they got a lot. Yeah. They should be more thankful than what we are. Oh, yeah. So, definitely. Anyways, seasons, greetings, all that crap. Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, whatever. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'm making Steve come over to my house Christmas morning. Like at 11 or something? <laughs> like at 7. I seriously doubt that happens. thirty or 7. You have to. I don't have to. You have to, dude. As an adult with my own place now, I don't have to. Dude, you can jump the fence. You can hang out for 30 minutes and enjoy your family that you've abandoned. Because you haven't been to my house since, I don't think. I have. I've been to your house two or three times. <laughs> okay. I guess came you over have. to play games the other day and you were... After two hours of setting up at Scythe, you were just starting. <laughs> that wasn't my fault. But I'm okay. just saying. Yeah, I got you. All right, everybody. Have a good Christmas. Hey, we'll see you next time. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y, and Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is both down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown.